Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 67 for Wednesday, August 22nd, 2018. Thank you so much for joining me, everybody. Welcome to another episode, Onesies. Uh, I spent a full week in Toronto doing shows at Absolute Comedy there. Uh, made some new friends. I watched some movies. I ate well, and uh, and I did exercise while I was there. All sorts of fun shit and I will tell you all about it. I'll even read your emails at the end. Got an email this week. Very excited. You know how much I love to hear from you guys. So uh, starting off as early as last Tuesday morning, I believe I uh, did a little bit of Uber driving while I was in Ottawa that morning. I can't really remember, to be honest with you. A lot has happened in the last week. I keep eyeing this. Uh, I just want to grab a pen here. Every now and again, I have a, an extra little note or two I feel the need to add, so I want to make sure I can throw that down on the page. A lot happened last week and I'm worried that I may have missed some of it. I had such uh, such great days. Um, so to start right off, like I said, did some Ubering. All right. You guys got an episode. I, I recorded it on Monday. So I had a full day before the episode aired and uh, I did uh, I did that Kangaride thing, right? I was telling you guys about how you take passengers. You can go to the website Kangaride and, uh, and look and see what rides are going from city to city. And it's a good place to save some money, do a little ride share thing. Um, anyways, the very first trip that I had, right, from Ottawa to Toronto, 10.30 in the morning, um, two people showed up. I, I showed up there maybe five minutes, 5.10 maybe early, right? It's supposed to be a 10.30 time. Uh, you know, after five minutes, there's nobody there at all. I even went into the little store to check to see if, if any of my passengers are waiting for me inside the subway there. And, uh, and nobody. So I was like, oh, shit. Well, I hope it's not all no-shows. Uh, but five minutes later, right, five minutes before departure time, uh, one of the passengers showed up, shook his hand. Nice dude. Um, I'm trying to think. The other person showed up. Second person showed up right at departure time. And then, of course, uh, there was one person who didn't show up. Uh, tried contacting them. We had the phone number, text message. And here's the thing. I had confirmed with everyone the night before, right? So of course I recorded the podcast, everything like that. And I just checked in with everybody to make sure, hey, you're still good for tomorrow because I want to be able to... You know, for all intents and purposes, you know, if they weren't coming or whatever, remove them, open it up for a chance for someone else, right? Make that money. You can only you get paid per passenger. I want to make sure those passengers are there. So that person no showed. We texted, messaged, everything like that, um, and no uh, no response. So that was a bit of a pain in the arse uh, because, you know, uh, there, at that point, it's not like you're going to just sit around and wait to find some other passenger, right? It's not uh, it's not like that. This is These are people who signed up in advance for a trip. So... Uh, sort of sucks and it's unlike Uber. So I'll give you guys a little bit of just a contrast, right? Cause it's basically like just like a city to city Uber kind of situation, right? They pay some money and, uh, and they come along for your ride, which is great for me, right? My, my tank, I'll give you guys this because you're my onesies, right? You guys know, I love you very much. I'll let you in on the inside scoop. So, uh, my car costs about 45 bucks to fill and it's about three quarters, you know, uh, of a tank to, to get to Toronto. So each passenger pays 30 bucks. That's a nice little, let's say $50 profit for me, right? And I don't have to pay out of pocket to get myself to Toronto. Nice little way of doing things. So of course that person not showing up was like, Bleh. not, I mean, it, still, I didn't end up paying for the, the, the cost of the gas or whatever, but it was a disappointment. I would have loved to have made that extra $30, especially with that uh, trip that I'm planning coming up in October. I would love to have those extra funds. So 
uh, needless to say, uh, a little bummed out, whatever, but you know what? My passengers, uh, the one in the back never spoke at all. Uh, it was a girl. Uh, she never spoke at all. Um, and then the gentleman I spoke next to spoke to me for maybe five minutes on our way out of town. And then the two of them just went to sleep. I, it's cool. I had my AirPods, which I still, every day I'm telling you more and more and more. I love these fucking things. Um, AirPods are the shit. If you still have wires in your, your hair, in your earbuds at all, I'm telling you, you're missing out on life. Even the wireless headphones, which I have a pair of as well, uh, which are again, amazing. They're bulky. The idea that I take this little tiny thing out, stick it in my left ear where they couldn't see it and just throw a podcast on while I had some different kind of music playing for them, um, off the satellite radio. Oh, what an amazing trip. I listened to my podcast. I wasn't bothering anybody. Not my podcast. I listened to podcasts in my ear and, uh, and didn't bother anybody the whole way down. Amazing. Amazing. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why with Kangaride, but the passengers are predominantly French. Jason had mentioned that. And the two passengers that I had, French was their first language and English was a very distant second. Um, luckily, je suis bilingue et je parle français aussi, but uh, I don't like doing it. I'm not very good at it. And I feel like I'm a moron when I speak French because I feel like I'm a child trying to use, you know, words I don't know. So I end up sounding like one of those, you've won a million dollar letters from overseas. Please being to my dearest messaging me soon as can't not wait for further more time. That kind of bullshit. So anyways, needless to say, uh, got to, uh, got to Toronto. They both paid. Hey, Hey, free and clear. Right. Um, I picked up, um, I picked up the keys for the condo for my buddy, Ryan. I grabbed the key that has the parking spot. The headliner that I'm staying with Pierre bro, a good friend of mine here in Ottawa, great headliner, an amazing accomplished stage actor. Um, Pierre, I usually like, I didn't know he drove. I really, I thought he was taking a train or whatever. And so I took the key with the parking spot. There is only one parking spot at the condo, which we were both staying at. So I got the key. I think I arrived in Toronto about three 30. So it went over to the condo. Uh, condo was uh, supposed to be not ready yet. They clean it on Tuesdays when the comics change over for the week. Um, but when I got there, I was just going to drop some food stuffs that I brought, you know, so that they in the fridge, not getting any warmer than they'd already been in the car. And, uh, and no one was there. Whoever was supposed to be cleaning the condo wasn't there. Um, and I went into the condo, the headliner room had the bed made all the, the towels stacked on and everything for the week. Very, very hotelish, uh, you know, welcome look to it. And my room had a pile of, uh, like linens on it pile. Now at the end of the week, we strip the linens and you know, that's what we're supposed to do is come just strip the linens, throw them in the hamper, or if you can throw them in right in the wash and you know, they'll do them when they get there. Unfortunately, the look of it, I wasn't sure if these were just linens that hadn't been put through yet, or if they were just what the, uh, the last comic who'd stayed there had just stripped them off the bed and left them all in a pile for someone on the bed itself. So I proceeded to do the laundry. So put all the linens through tidy up the other scattered linens throughout the room. There's some towels again, strewn about. So I basically just did the laundry when I got there, which sucks. I'm not the maid, but Hey, I'm about to have a great week in Toronto. No problem. Then I get a call, uh, maybe a couple hours later from, uh, from the manager. And I thought he was calling to apologize for the condo, not being ready for me. <laughs> and instead he's like, Hey, do you have the, the key with the spot? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, Oh, Pierre's here. And he's brought his car. So you're going to need to, to give them that key. And I'm like, okay, uh, where am I going to park? Because in the building in Toronto, even though it's an apartment building and there are visitor spots, they are paid visitor spots and you can pay upwards of $70 to park in those visitor spots over the course of the entire week. 
So now luckily there is a $50 budget at Absolute Comedy uh, for parking. So, you know, worst case scenario, you spend 20 bucks to park for the week. However, um, it was, it was interesting. So, so here's what I did. All right. I got to the condo and while I was throwing the linens in, there's an LCBO right in the corner. It's actually a good day for me social media wise too, because I was actually posting on my story, you know, just being in Toronto. I walked down to the LCBO and I picked up a nice little bottle of Wolf Blast Shiraz, nice red, um, a sipping wine, right? I knew I was going to be doing a lot of stuff in the condo reading and, and whatnot. I thought I was anyways, but uh, I'm like, yeah, I can go for a nice sipping wine. So I got myself a nice bottle of Wolf Blast Shiraz. And I uh, saved a few bottles on it, by the way. $17 bottle. It was $3 off. Hey, hey, look at the uh, old savey pants here. Um, And then I went back to the condo. Okay. Oh, and there was a free... Uh, so get this. This is what I found particularly interesting. Um, On my way back from the, the, the LCBO, like right as I left... It's funny. When I was walking there, there was this, this one girl wearing super, super short shorts. Uh, and just standing on the corner looking really uh, uncomfortable and nervous. And then, so I like, I, again, she was standing on the corner. So I had to walk down the street. So I saw the whole time she was standing on that corner, just like looking back and forth or whatever. And then, uh, and then I turned the corner to go into the LCBO and then on my way out, her and two other girls dressed just like her were handing out free, uh, tall boys of beer for, uh, I may as well give them a free plug here for a, a bench. It's called bench beer. So immediately afterwards, I'm like, oh, they're, they're doing promo, promo girl stuff. Um, which was funny too, because at that same moment, there was this big black pickup truck with all of the beer, like beer cases. So basically just picture four, uh, you know, I guess cases of beer. These are the, uh, you know, the wooden, wooden, uh, cardboard box bottom with, uh, with 24 cans, tall boys, and it's stacked on top of each other. So very poor setup. Um, just four sacks cans. They had stickers over top of them. Cause at first I was like, are you going to give me like, they, they basically came out and they're like, Hey, free beer, sir. I'm like, uh, yes. And they're like, okay, we just need some ID. Seems fair. So I, I showed them my ID. They're like, great. Congratulations. And I'm like, so I can just walk down the street with this. And, and then I saw the sticker over top. It says, please enjoy responsibly at home. Um, which is a big, big deterrent for a homeless person, right? Hey, I want one and just rip the sticker off and drink it right there. Ha <laughs> suckers. <laughs> Anyways, so we got this free beers, but like, yeah, this black pickup truck, uh, with these two dudes and it looked like, like party boys just like, yeah, girls, good job. It was, and it was like the bench beer guys, part of the promo team. So they were just handing these chicks like stacks. We're just basically throwing these stacks of cases on the ground and then fucking off, I guess, to the next location. I didn't think that that would be legal. I mean, obviously they're checking ID and stuff, but how do you, how do you legally do that to be able to just be on the street and giving away alcohol? You know, again, for anyone who's like, you, ID stupid. Yeah, but there's got to be rules to it, man. Because I know that the the company that I work for has way deeper pockets than some microbrewery beer place. And I got to be inside the LCBO and sometimes hidden at the back of the store when I do mine. I know this company could afford to have us out front of the fucking store on the streets sampling things if all it took was ID. So I think they sort of did like a gorilla, hey, taste this and we'll give away a bunch before we get fucking caught. You know, anyways, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is I went to get a bottle of wine success. I came out. I got a free fucking can of beer. It's the best day of my life. You know, shy of having to do my own laundry again. I'm happy to do my own laundry at home, but every now and again, I'm supposed to get treated like a minor celebrity, right? When we show up, the hotel's supposed to be made for us. Long story short, I come back. I get that phone call. Hey, where's your, do you have the key for the car? Blah, blah, blah. So I go down to give Pierre the key and, uh, 
yeah, that, that, that was basically it. I go downstairs, I pay to park for the rest of the night, you know, six or seven bucks, whatever the fuck it is. And I get ready for a, a week of like issues, not issues, sorry, moving around, right? Don't pay for the car. I figure I'll spend extra time out Ubering in Toronto so that I don't have to, to pay to have the car there in the morning, right? I'll stay out on the road as long as possible. Bingo, bango. I'll make more money and I'll spend less money on parking. Just coffee this week, by the way, that I'm slurping away on. No booze. Just today. So far, I've had zero booze today, but the day ain't over yet, as Curly says. Um, so yeah, uh, we did the show that night. It was great. It was Tuesday night. It was pro case. There was a lot of great comics on that show. I got to see Gavin Stevens, Arthur Simeon, um, Barry Taylor, uh, another good buddy of mine. And then some amateurs I'd never seen before, but all in all, it was a strong show. Got to sit and hang out with my buddy Arthur afterwards. We had, uh, we had some cool conversation. He told a joke. I didn't tell you guys this story. He told a joke about how, just how, you know, it's still, people are still scared of, of big black guys of, of which he is. Uh, and he, uh, he was saying how, like he was walking through this neighborhood and he saw, uh, you know, on his way down the street, he saw this woman struggling with her groceries, uh, or, or something she had purchased basically her, her shopping. And, uh, he stopped and go, excuse me, ma'am, would you like some help with that? Cause he's got a very deep Ugandan accent. That's terrible. He basically sounds like Schwarzenegger. Excuse me, ma'am. Would you like some help with that? Like basically. Um, and she's like, oh, and she grabs it and goes, no, 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 no. And he goes, okay, okay. And he goes down the street and he turns around and looks back and sees a white guy walk up to her and go, man, would you like some help with that? She's like, yes, please. And hands to him. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, you know, I stood in front of that house now. And I go back. Oh, anyways, it was, it was a funny joke. But he's like saying, I wasn't going to do anything before. Now I'm going to fucking rob the place for sure. But I, I asked him afterwards, I was just saying, is that really, is that a true story? He goes, yeah, dude, absolutely. Offered to help her. She said no. And then the next person, just the next random person, but of course, white person approached her and asked, uh, asked if he could help. And she, she accepted it graciously. That sucks. And eh? we all joke, we all live in different places and shit like that. A lot of my listeners, and we all pretend like, you know, like racism's on its way out kind of thing. And it's, it just blows my mind that people could actually be that. You know, like I get someone not wanting a stranger's help, you know, being, being fearful because it's a stranger. I get that. But just based on the fact that it was, you know, black guy or whatever. I don't know. I didn't like that. That shit fucking sucks. Anyways, whatever. Wednesday. Oh my God. Get up bright eyed, bushy tailed after a long day of driving and cleaning and, you know, doing shows and sitting out late with my buddies. Oh man, I get up bright eyed, bushy tails like a what? A good bitch. I was a good bitch and I woke up, I had my fucking, I, I pre-packed all my, my food guys. So I had pre-portioned out my, my Vega, um, like my greens protein shake in the morning kind of thing. So got my, uh, my nice little, uh, thing of almond milk that I brought with me. Oh, I was good. I was so good guys. I, I went to Costco. I got all my almond milk, everything I needed. Oh man. Was I prepared for this week and it was going to be a healthy week. God damn it. So I bought my, uh, made myself my little almond milk and Vega shook that shit up, chugged that back. Boom. I'm ready for a day. Let me tell you. All right. And I go sit out in the car. All right. I go down. Now I'm in the parking garage or I can't do like I do here at home at home. I can sit in the fucking massage chair until my first ride comes in. I'll go online. Once I've had my breakfast, I got everything I need. Oh, sit in the massage chair. First ride out the door here. I got no choice. I got to go get in the car because I'm down two floors underground. There's even cell phone reception in this underground parking. So I got to get outside so that I can, you know, start getting the thing. So I, I can see the the heat. I log onto the Uber app. I'm touring around the, the neighborhood a little bit and I see a Starbucks. Now I didn't make coffee that morning. All right. And I loves me some Starbucks. All right. 
get my true north, my venti true north. All right. That's a blonde roast, everybody, in case you're not, you're not familiar as I am. Uh, Pike Place medium roast and Cafe Verona is their dark roast. I have all three in my freezer downstairs, just in case the mood I am feeling right now. And I'm drinking on a delicious Pike Place. Mm-mm-mm-mm. The flavor, guys. Can't do... Uh, I can do McDonald's. There's no drive-through McDonald's in the area, but I can I can still do McDonald's. I do one one cream. There's a little bit of taste of that coffee. I'm I'm over Tim Hortons, guys. Someone someone brings me one gracious. I will drink it. I'm not gonna act, you know, like someone who's gluten intolerant. Like, ugh, you know, I can't drink that. That's from Tim Hortons. I'm so sorry. I just can't. No, I'll drink it, but I don't like it. You know, if I had a choice, Starbucks. I'll still fuck up some Timothy's, some second cup on occasion. You know, again, you got to get out of the car for that shit, but I'll get out of the car happily for Starbucks. In fact, I'm seeing a few areas in Ottawa that have a drive through Starbucks. <laughs> Feel fancy when that happens. In fact, I've only gone through one in Ottawa and their machine wasn't working and uh, they gave me my coffee for free. You know, their, their debit machine or credit machine, whatever the pin pad. Fuck. I was like, oh, I can, I can come inside. And they're like, no, 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 sir. It's our fault. Go ahead and please help yourself. I'm like, oh, this is what life should be like. Good coffee, good service, not having to leave the car. I almost cried. Uh, <laughs> anyways, some tour around the neighborhood. It's been about 10 or 15 minutes. Absolutely no rides in the biggest city in the country. And uh, I'm surprised by that because I can see on the map that there's a little bit of surge going on. Not necessarily in the area I am, I'm in, but if there's so many demands just close to me and other neighborhoods close by that, and then there's absolutely nothing on mine, a little, a little surprising, but I don't fret. I'm going to have my Starbucks, right? So I go inside, get my Starbucks. Still nothing. I even chatted with the dude there. What a super nice guy. Gave him and his coworkers a couple passes for absolute comedy in Toronto. Man, everyone was having a great day. He goes, please come back to, to this location. You know, again, you know, this was this, uh, he, he was telling me how he just moved to Toronto and how he's, he's really liking the neighborhood and he's really liking being in Toronto. And he goes, please come back to, to the Starbucks again. We'd love to have you. I was like, I love this guy. Great attitude. What a great morning in Toronto I'm having. If only I could get a ride. So back in the car. Sipping away on my Starbucks, wondering what the fuck is going on. At this point, I'm I'm a couple blocks from Young Street. So I start, I hit Young Street, start driving down Young Street going, this is the belly of the beast. Let's do this. Nothing. So after 45 minutes of absolutely no, no uh, rides whatsoever, I get this feeling in my stomach that, you know what? I'll bet you there's something preventing me from being able to drive in Toronto. And so uh, I decided to call Uber. And, uh, the, the woman on the phone, uh, actually the first time I called when I finally got through to someone, it disconnected the second they answered second time I called back. I, uh, and, and by the way, you know what? Yes. For anyone who's going, you know, you're doing a lot of complaining this week. Look, I'm getting the bad shit out of the way so I can tell you what a wonderful time I had. All right. But I'm getting it. The week started a little bit rough for me. All right. Started a little fucking rough. So you relax, you listen to it. I'm getting it out of the way. All right. And then we're gonna get to the good stuff. Uh, the doorbell just rang <laughs> one sec. All right. So Jason ordered another TV, just dragged a 42 inch Hisense 4K Hisense. I don't know if that's a good brand or not, but, uh, anyways, the fuck was I talking about getting through the bad shit so we can get to the good stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm a little winded from running down the stairs and running up the stairs with a fucking TV. Okay. So I get this feeling maybe there's something wrong. I call Uber. Second person I speak to tells me that uh, you need a special uh, private something or other license, PTC license for Toronto, Public Transportation Company, I believe is what it stands for. But 
So I say to her, okay, how do I get that? And she's like, you just go to the green light hub and they'll, they'll get you what you need. They'll, they'll fill out the form and send it for you. And then you'll be able to drive. I go, so I'm gonna be able to solve everything at the green light hub. She goes, yes. I said, you're sure of this. And of course I'm getting someone with, um, I'm getting someone with a Filipino accent and usually there's issues with language. Again, not that anyone's incapable. I don't give a fuck if you get mad at me for saying this. All right. When you're talking to someone and you have to ask your question over and over again, because you just, you're just, you understand that they are not understanding what you're asking. Again, I appreciate anyone who's working. I don't give a fuck where you're working from, but I, but if you're, if you're helping me out, you need to make sure that you're answering my questions because it, every one of us has been in a situation where you call, somebody tells you to go somewhere and bring something. And when you get there, they're like, no, you like, basically let's put it this way. I asked her if I could apply for this thing at the green light hub. And she goes, yes, you just bring your form to the green light hub and they'll submit it for you. And I go, I'm not asking, I'm, where do I get this form? Where do I have to go? And she goes, you go to the green light hub, sir. And they will, they will submit the form for you. And I go, is the form at the green light hub? She goes, yes, they can submit it for you at the green light hub. I'm like, ah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, she's not answering the question that I'm asking. So I was concerned regardless. I'm like, okay, great, whatever. So I'm, I'm already convinced I go to the green light hub. I'm, I'm not going to get what I need there. But I said to her, once I go there and they submit it, can I drive right away? And she says, yes. So this is also quarter after seven in the morning, right? I've been, I've been already on the road since like six, I think six 30 was when I got out. So it's like quarter after seven in the morning, Greenlight hub's not open till 10. So driving Uber is not happening this particular day. So what do I do? I drive back to the condo. I park, I pay to pay for another two hours of parking. Okay. And I, uh, I get the fuck over to the gym. All right. I was a good bitch. Like I told you, I was a good bitch uh, every single morning. So I go back in, grab my gym shit, head over to the gym and, uh, and something fun. I'm going to tell you guys this uh, a little later on, just to, to give context to this particular Uber story right now, rather than branching off. But um, I'm having, a, again, the AirPods, I'm telling you, it's the best fucking thing ever. I go over to the gym. Uh, I do my thing there. Now it's fucking nine 30 in the morning. And, uh, and I'm jazzed. I went back to the condo. I don't remember. I, I dicked around doing something. I think I was, I was answering something on a web, whatever. But I remember I was, I was hoping to be on the road for like 930, getting to the green light hub just for, for right when they open. I didn't make it to, to like 11 o'clock. So I was dicking around doing something at the condo, but uh, I go to the green light hub and everything in Toronto guys is fucking paid parking everywhere, everywhere. You know, like, I think the only place I didn't pay to park was Costco and Walmart. Um, but they were the, but okay. Costco was a goddamn dream. It was a brand new Costco. They'd been open for three weeks. Um, the, the whole lot was, was basically like empty for the vast majority of it. Um, and I think that was the day. Yeah. That was the same fucking day. Anywho. Um, I go down to the green light hub. I got to pay to park. I have no idea how long I'm going to be there. Cause it's like one of those, like $2 for the first hour and $3 for every additional hour after that. And I'm like, I hope I only need an hour. So a couple bucks in the thing, head up to the green light and, uh, and it was a long wait. It was a long wait, but then I speak to the guy at the front. Um, and he tells me that, you know, yeah, we can submit the thing for you. The, the guy who checked me and I apologize says that we can, we do all that. We'll submit it for you here, but it takes five business days to go through. Naturally it does right? Naturally. How long am I in town for? Five business days. How long is it going to take? Basically just long enough for me to not be able to make any use of it whatsoever. I also read online. I think that's what kept me so long too, is that I was at a, I went back to the condo after I worked out and I started Googling 
what I would need for this PTC license and things like that. And I saw there was like a $15 fee or $20 fee or some shit like that. So I was getting ready to pay this fee. But uh, yeah, the whole thing was, yeah, you can't, can't drive without it. And I told them too, I'm like, you know, when I log on every day, you guys will ask me, sorry, how happy are you driving with Uber? You'll, you'll tell me, oh, your such and such needs to be updated or whatever. You know, like it's always, it knows where I am and says, you know, you're an audible, blah, blah, blah. And I go, you know, it would have been great if when I logged on in Toronto, it would have prompted me right away and said, I'm ineligible to drive in the location that I'm in until I get my PTC license. Because when I went to my profile, it showed uh, PTC license, uh, you know, missing in red. So it knew I didn't have it. So it would have been nice if rather than me sitting around for 45 minutes, wasting my time, I guess, you know. Um, it would have, it would have mentioned that anyways, again, just getting the bad shit out of the way. Apologize. I, I, I think at this point you guys can tell I'm off to a, a little bit of a frustrated start with my Toronto experience, having to do my own laundry, having to give up the parking spot, you know, <laughs> getting free beer, you know, horrible. Anyways, um, I go to the green light hub. I finally get to a guy. I check in. They tell me it's going to take five days. I'm so I'm already like, am I just sitting here wasting my fucking time? And I also asked them, I said, well, when does it expire? And they go, it expires every year, which it's basically I'm in Toronto once a year. So I'm like, am I going to sign up for this thing now? And by the time I fucking come back, it's already going to be, you know, it's going to be done and I'm going to have to go through this again. So I decide, regardless, I'm going to do it. I'm sure I'll stop back in Toronto for a couple of days. And, uh, I decide, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go through with it. I'm going to put this application through. So, so anybody who drives Uber out there, if you're going to Toronto, you can actually visit your local green light hub and have that application process started for you. So they're telling me, well, if you'd gone to Ottawa before you left, I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't know, you know, you don't get them. You don't get notifications telling you, you need this shit. So, um, long story short, I, I, I talked to the guy and he goes, well, listen, if, if I submit you now and he, and he looks something up and he goes, oh, the submissions haven't even been done for today. He goes, so if I, if I, we're going to put your thing in, he goes, there's no charge. We take care of that. I go, okay, that's great. Thank you very much. He goes, we're going to put that in. And, uh, he goes, you'll probably, it takes like, it takes like sometimes right now, like two, 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 three business days max. They say five, but it usually goes through two, three, especially since it's not submitted. So he goes, I'm going to put it in for you today. That was Wednesday. He goes, it's probably going to take all day tomorrow. And then you'll be able to drive Friday morning. I'm like, that's fucking amazing. I go, and he goes, worst case Saturday. And I go, that's great. If I can drive Saturday, I'll do a little bit of driving Saturday. I'll do it Monday morning before I leave. I'm like, I can still get a couple of days of work. And you know what I mean? I'm not just sitting around with my thumb up my ass. So I, uh, I did that and, uh, and I'm like, okay, well, not so bad. I head back to, towards the condo. I throw Costco in cause I figure I'll go grab some more, just little uh, food stuffs for the condo again in my quest for being a good bitch and not, uh, you know, not eating garbage or whatever. I went through the whole Costco. There was, let me tell you lots of good deals on garbage. All right. But, uh, but I was good. I, I, I don't even remember what I got. I think I just got some, some cereal and yogurt, whatever. Um, and, uh, and Bob's your fucking uncle back to the condo. Alrighty. Then, um, and I think I figured this out. It was at Wednesday. Luckily it was just like the second day there. I remember, um, when I went to, to park, where was it? Oh, I went to park afterwards and I didn't, I couldn't transfer money from, cause it was only, would only take coins or credit card. And I couldn't, I was downstairs and I couldn't transfer something from my, my debit account to my credit card to, to pay the fucking thing. And so I go upstairs and I'm like, do you guys have any small change? I got cash on me. I'll give you cash. If you can break it into change, I got the machine downstairs and I'm like, they're going to make me fucking pay. And, uh, the guy mentions that, uh, 
He mentions that I can, I can pay them $30 for the week to park underground. And I was like, okay, well, I'll pay you right now. I got my debit card. I got cash. What do you want? And they're like, no, no, you need to get a certified check or money order. And I was like, okay, like, can I, I go, can I write you a check? I got my checks here. Can I write it? No, it has to be certified checks, sir. I'm like, fuck sakes. So I go, well, well, how do I, I've got remember I've got, I've got stuff in the car, right? Groceries in the fucking car. So I go, where do I, where do I go then to do this for you? Like, where do I, he's like, you just say, just go to any bank. The closest bank is like 10, 15 minutes away. I go, well, how do I, where do I put the car in the meantime? So I don't get a ticket. They're like, just park it right up in front here. You're going to be good. So now I trudge, trudge down, stand in this giant bank line, you know, get to 37, of course, because money orders aren't free, right? So we pay 30 bucks for parking, but you're going to pay another 10 bucks for the fucking service fees or whatever, eight bucks, whatever it was. And so I get this thing run back then. This is like this, like basically I've been doing nothing but trying to get my Uber shit sorted out and not get a parking ticket. Like this is, but I think it's in the middle of the afternoon at this point, um, get to the bank, get the money order, come back to give it to the guy. And he's like, okay, perfect. Here you go. Oh, they needed to get a hold of Jason to to verify that it was okay that I was actually a guest. Like, big fucking headache. And they also thought that they were running an Airbnb out of the place because the guy's like, we went in there the other day. There's all these signs up about take your shoes off and the Wi-Fi password and all this. I'm like, no, no, it's for the comics. Just different people every week. It's not an Airbnb. People, it's not random people staying. It is, in fact. So I'm 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 putting up this fire for them at the same time trying to put up my own fucking fire about having a spot to park my car. They finally give me. Uh, a parking spot and it goes, so it should be no problem. You're downstairs in R25. I go down to R25. Not only is their car in the spot, but it's a handicap spot. So even in the event that there was no one in there, I'm like, there's no way I'm parking in a handicap spot with no fucking handicap sticker. That's just asking for more of a ticket than the other spot. Go back upstairs, ask him for another spot. And he goes, okay, well take, take, you know, R26. And if R26 is full, go to R28. So go back downstairs. Naturally, there's somebody in R26, but R28 is free. Park my car in R28. Bring all my shit up. I go to, I go back downstairs to tell the guy who came out actually in R26, and the guy the office is closed. All right, call, leave a message, just confirming like, hey, just so you know, I'm in R28, not R26. In case your parking guy comes and tries to verify who's in what or whatever, do not tow my fucking car. Blah 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 blah. So. That ended up being the end of it. And I'm talking about like up and down, up and down. Like after all I was trying to do was pay the parking, right? Up for change, no change. Okay, well, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can, oh, we, we can give you a temporary parking pot. Oh, no shit. Thanks for mentioning that earlier. Just got to run down the street, you know, 30 minutes. You'll get back in 30 minutes with a money order. More, I think it was more like 45, right? And you just give us that and then you can have a spot. And then you go up and down, up and down because of all the parking spots that are taken up. Even though they're marked as free in the book, why the fuck are they all full? Oh, and by the way, uh, Acuras and Audis were parked in these spots. So people who are not registered, but with money, you know what I mean? Fucking douche mobiles. Anyways, all that is to say that a uh, great show on Wednesday, by the way. So after running around town, trying to earn money, I had successfully spent money to avoid spending more money, but I, uh, I managed to, uh, to get a parking spot. So at least at that point, I wasn't going to have to worry. Cause that was really freaking me out. The fact that every day now, because I wasn't going to have this Uber license, I was actually going to be stuck in the building in the morning, um, and, and paying for parking. I'm not gonna be out Ubering. So I'm going to be paying even more. So I, I was going to blow away over this $50 budget I had for parking, but luckily with the little bits that I had spent the the previous night and that previous morning, um, 
close the deal with that $30 for the week. So that was a good thing. It was a giant pain in the ass, but the week was, was, was resolved for parking. Did the show Wednesday night? No issue. Thursday, obviously the Uber thing hadn't come through. So I woke up. What did I do? Like a good bitch made my fucking Vegas shake into, uh, into the gym, sweat my balls off. Uh, and then I actually decided to spend my daytime doing uh, promotion for absolute comedy. So I actually walked up and down young street, uh, to the businesses there, gave out some free passes, um, you know, mingle a little bit, shot the shit with some of the people. They were great. Absolutely great. A lot of people were excited. Um, and I had a great time doing, it. I got lots of exercise because I was out for like three, four hours doing these promos again, sweating my balls off in the heat. But, uh, but it was a good, a good thing. I, I, I really got to, you know, make some good connections in the neighborhood. So people were excited. And in fact, that was Thursday. So some of the people actually came to the show Thursday night. Uh, and it was cool to see some of the people I chatted with that afternoon, come to the show, had uh, had a nice little chat with them. And it was great. In fact, Thursday night, my, uh, my people from karma who I work for doing the LCBO tastings and, uh, you know, the pet store stuff, um, they actually came to the show. So, I got a chance to meet some of the faces behind the, uh, the emails and stuff that I do here all the time. I sat and I chatted with Eric after the show, Eric, who actually knows a lot of the same people that I do in comedy, because when he was coming up, he went to school with some of them and, and did some stuff at Humber. So it was really cool. Eric stuck around. We shot the shit. Um, it was cool to meet some of the team. It was just really, really awesome to see those people. So, uh, thank you so much, Eric and, uh, and the rest of the team, Tony and Nigel and, uh, Bianca of coming f- to the show. I appreciate you guys being there. It was great hanging out with you and shooting the shit afterwards. Uh, so much fun Friday, Jim. I went out to uh, lunch with my buddy, Ryan McGlunnab. Great comic. I love Ryan so much. I can't even tell you. Um, we had, uh, I don't even remember what the fuck we had. I think we had subway for lunch. We grabbed subway and went back to the, the club. Ryan does uh, phones and work there during the day. And I picked up passes and again, hot footed it all over young street, handing out passes for the club. So that was, that was me in a nutshell. Um, I, uh, what else did we do? The shows show Friday night was great. And then after the show I had, so I, I gotta say this little sidestep, the shows all week were fun. It was myself, Pierre Bro headlining, and Dave Patterson featuring. So again, the Tuesday and Wednesday shows were more pro-am, but f- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday shows were all all pro. And um, it was great work with Pierre. It was great work with Dave Patterson. Um, and the shows went well. Like the audience was having fun. We were having fun. It was uh, it was a real good time. So almost every show afterwards, we had people sticking around, you know, talking with us, having drinks, whatever. Uh, it was great. So, and I do have to say this too about the eating. I was so good during the day. Um, and I actually, I didn't get pizza while I was there. Uh, I didn't get fat. I think one time I got A&W because, um, they had beyond meat burgers. So beyond meat is a really big company from the States. I've actually been planning to go to the, to Syracuse, drive all the way down to Syracuse, just to load up the car with beyond meat stuff like that, that you can bring home. Right, not the not the, the the made commercial stuff. I've told you guys before. Whole Foods has a Beyond Meat uh, General Tao's chicken. Kamar works there. Kamar told me about it, but it's only available at their hot bar. So you got to buy it pre-made for you, already cooked and just on a, like a lunch loaf. It's amazing. Well, somebody told me that A and W does Beyond Beef, uh, sorry Beyond Meat Burger. So I'm I'm I walk into the A and W to try that. I'm really excited to try this. Basically, it's no no meat. It's no meat, but it, it has the texture. Not just the taste. You guys can Google Beyond Meat. I'm telling you, there's some wicked videos. In fact, I might even post. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make that little note right now. I'm actually gonna post a video on the Facebook page for Beyond Meat, and I'll do it on Twitter too because Instagram won't let me post videos. Beyond Meat, we're gonna do Facebook and Twitter. 
All right. So by the time you guys look for this, it'll already have been posted. Or when you hear this, you need to see this video because this guy, this is also like a video I saw like three, three years ago, maybe they talk about how meat isn't all about taste, right? You got all these tofu products that are just about taste. Um, no, it tastes like meat, but it's like, but spongy and stuff. Meat's not spongy. And this guy's saying how a lot of the, the experience of eating meat is not the taste. It's the texture. It's the ripping and the tearing of meat. You know what we have canines for and stuff like that. So they had this process that basically of heating and cooling their, their product that, that gives it that texture, that fibrousness of, of eating meat. Um, and like I said, I had the beyond meat chicken and it was, it, you would have been, you would have been amazed to find out it wasn't right. And not like those people who eat the most disgusting. I, I was vegetarian for like three months and you would eat tofu stuff and you'd have to eat like five shitty ones for every good one. But there was some like really good, good tofu dog or whatever. You're like, yeah, it's, it's pretty close. It's not, it's definitely not there and eating it. I would have known right away that it's not a regular hot dog, but it's enjoyable. It's pretty close. You know, you can find some, some, you know, ground tofu that kind of has like that gets pretty close to ground beef. But again, you know, it's not the beyond meat stuff, guys nailed it, like nailed it. And you, if I didn't tell you, you really, really would not fucking know. Cause like I said, even to pull it apart, it's got those fibrous, you know, uh, tent, not, not, uh, tension, whatever it, the fibrous tendrils of, of meat. So watch the video and you'll see them pulling it apart. And you're like, that looks like you're just pulling apart chicken. Anyways, um, I went in for the Beyond Meat Burger, wanted to try it, okay? Sold out everywhere. Sold out everywhere. So basically my point is, is that my one slip, okay? Um, my one slip was that I went in there and they didn't have what I was looking for, which was a, you know, a good veggie burger. And I ended up getting like the, you know, two, four, whatever teen burgers. So I did that. That was, that was a slip up during the day, but... Point is, during the day, I was a good bitch, right? Oh, man, I was a goody two-shoes little bitch. And uh, and then at night, of course, we got a free meal at the club, and uh, and I didn't try to impress anybody. I went I went chicken fettuccine Alfredo damn near every night, and it was delicious. It was absolutely delicious. So I, I allowed myself to be, uh, to be, you know, to eat whatever I wanted in terms of what I wanted for a meal at night, and then uh, and that was good. And then again, I didn't bring home food or, or any late-night shit that fucks me up. So, um. Shows were good, had the good meal. And on Friday after the show, I met, uh, I, uh, I gotta say I had a, a, a lovely, uh, young woman come up to me. She was with two of her friends who were, who were a couple, I guess. And, uh, she's like, you were absolutely brilliant tonight. You were so funny. Absolutely brilliant. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. And she was very, very charming. Um, we didn't, we didn't really speak for her. It was basically just her to pay a compliment to me. I was, I was very gracious and thankful. And, um, and it was just, it was really nice. And then, uh, <laughs> I actually have to tell you about a compliment I got. I may as well do it now because I'll forget. Um, the night before when my karma people were there, I was speaking, uh, I was just chatting with them after the show. And this, this, uh, this older lady, I got to say maybe realistically, I think sixties, maybe she was in her sixties and she was just, I was chatting with them and she goes, you know, her and her husband came by husband's like, Hey man, you didn't pick on any of the old people. What the hell, man? You were so funny. Why don't you pick on us? And I go, I go, well, I'm not trying to pick on everybody, just chatting with you, having fun. I go, why don't you come back tomorrow night and I'll pick on you. And he goes, ah, no, no, no. I got, you're afraid. You're afraid you're not going to live till tomorrow. Right. And I, I understand. I understand. And he's, he kept going. I go, see, I'm picking on you now. I'm giving it to you right now. You want it? I'm giving it to you now. 
So we were joking, but his wife's like, can I just pay you a compliment? And I hope this isn't weird. I just, I really, I just mean it genuinely. And the wife's like, or the husband's like, oh, here we go. This isn't gonna, and she goes, just, you have such a beautiful smile. You are so, you have such a handsome smile and charm. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. That is so sweet. I gotta tell you guys, I was glowing for like two days after that. I don't care how old it is, the person, a man or a woman. Just, that was just, that was a genuine thing. I had somebody tell me that years ago when I worked for TELUS years and years ago. So like 12 years now, 13 years ago, someone said to me, uh, and again, it was, uh, it was a woman an older woman. Maybe that's, maybe that's my, my niche, my genre, the older ladies there. Um, I'm just too mature for the ones. My, <laughs> um, yeah, this is what she said to me. She said, uh, way back at tell us, she goes, uh, you have a really, a really nice, kind smile. You know, she goes, you should use that to your advantage. <laughs> I go, I don't know how you could use a smile to your disadvantage, unless you're like standing outside of a woman's clothing store all by yourself or something like that. And just standing around smiling that could, that could fuck you up. Uh, people call the cops on you or something, but I don't know. She was just like, you should just use that to your advantage. I go, I don't know. I just like I smile when I'm in a good mood. I like making people smile. People, other people around me smile. It makes me smile. So anyways, um, she had, uh, this, this nice young English girl had come up to me and was, uh, was just very, very nice. And after, uh, after a little bit, her and her friends grabbed the table and they were having, uh, they were having a drink or whatever. I think they were just finishing the drink that they'd had in the showroom. Anyways, I, uh, I was chatting with my fellow comedians, whatever. And I just, uh, I, I don't know. I really don't. Cause I have, uh, little to no confidence at times after shows. And I also feel very well removed from the, uh, the game, but I, uh, I was just, I don't know. There was something, there was something, but I'm like, I have to go and sit and meet these people. I, I want to meet this English girl more, um, and, uh, meet her more. And I went over and I had a conversation. I said, I asked them if I could join them and we started chatting and they were, they were from, uh, from London or from the UK, I should say. Um, she was from London, uh, her other friend, uh, Gareth. I, I don't know if they, they want to be named. I think Gareth would be cool with me naming him, but, but Gareth was, uh, was very, very cool. He was, uh, he was saying that I think from, uh, from Wales and they were just telling me all sorts of stuff, about the UK I was asking questions. They're very new to Toronto. They work for a construction company, um, doing, uh, you know, admin stuff. And they had met in their building because I guess their company had housed them in the same building or whatever. They'd never met before. So they just crossed paths, found that they were living in the same building. Um, Gareth's girlfriend was also living with him, also English from the UK. So they had a chance to sort of, they had something in common being, you know, across the ocean, but still, you know, having, having faces that sort of know what it's like in the area. So, you know, birds of a feather or what have you. But I, I sat and I chatted with them for, for quite some time, uh, to the point where absolute was closing. So, uh, you know, we all, we were sort of saying our good nights to each other when we went outside and, um, some of the club staff was inviting us to go to God knows where some, some like, like after hours place. And it wasn't even after hours yet. This is like midnight at this point. Um, and, uh, we're, I was like, no, I'm, I'm too old for that. I don't, I don't want to be out all night. And, um, my friends are like, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're good too. So we were walking down the street and they were saying like, do you, do you want to have another drink? I'm like, I'd have another drink. I just didn't want to go do that. And like, okay. So we went to this pub and we ended up staying there till they closed. We were the last ones out, but we sat for another couple hours. We had, uh, we had drinks, we had good conversation. We were laugh. I mean, we were laughing. They were making me laugh. I was making them laugh. They were mentioning the things that they could hear with my, you know, Canadian accent. And I was mentioning what I heard with theirs, just listening to the different sort of things. They were telling me about, uh, Chavis, which is a chat. Chatnam average, I think is the, the acronym or whatever. It's like Chavis where the name comes from 
Chatnam average, which is like saying like the lower class of this Chatnam area, but it's apparently a term that has spread all over the UK. So a chavy is basically like your street hoodlum. They're the ones that'll, you know, pick fights in the streets and, you know, it's kind of soccer hooligan-y, whatever. But uh, we were just chatting. It was a really good time. We closed on the bar and I remember we were just walking down the uh, the street afterwards because they like they, they lived like a block from the condo, surprisingly. Um, and uh, the two uh, the two couples, Gareth and his lovely girlfriend, crossed the street. And this lovely little thing was like, oh, I'll walk you, I'll walk you a little further. So um, we walked down the street and, you know, she was just like, well, it was, it was really nice meeting you. And she, she, she offered her hand for me to shake it, which I did. And, uh, and I just said, I, I'd, I'd really like to see you again before, uh, before I leave. And, uh, I, I gave her my number. I, I left everything in her hands, it's 2018 and I'm terrified of everything. So <laughs> I left it in her hands. I, uh, I, I just said, Hey, here's my number. And, uh, you know, if you want to, you know, I, I, Saturday was crazy busy and whatnot, but I was like, you know, if it, but if you'd like to have, you know, maybe breakfast sometime this weekend, um, it'd be really great. And so, uh, I gave her my number. She had, uh, she contacted me, you know, the next day and was like, Hey, if you still want to do breakfast sometime, I was like, that's amazing. Now that was, that was of course, after Saturday, not being an option, this was Friday night. So, um, really had a great time, uh, just meeting all, they were all amazing human beings. And it was, it was really fun to just sit and have a good time. So Saturday did not do gym, did not, still did not do over. By the way, I will, I will clarify this. It is Friday came and went that PTC license did not happen. Uh, Saturday came and went in the morning, no PTC license. So I allowed myself for the first time in a long while to just sleep in and be like, look, you've already done two days of, of handing out tickets. You've earned some money that way. All right. You did what you could. You're, you're meeting. And I also was up to like two o'clock in the fucking morning drinking. Right. So I, I let myself sleep in, but, but even though I was mildly charming on Friday night, the fucking nerd comes back in me. All right. And I'm in Toronto guys. Last time I was there, I went to 401 games and I picked up some board games. Well, this time, all right. The place that I order from suggested to me by Chris, Chris talk, who writes in regularly. My brother had, had suggested this at times. I went uh, all the way to fucking Scarborough. And, uh, I went to go visit board game bliss, a lovely place to purchase board games from at a reasonable price. So I, uh, I drove there. I think I probably made it there for like one. I really had a hard time tearing myself out of, out of bed that day. I was dicking around on, uh, on the phone and the, the you know, the websites and what I, I really don't even know what I did. It's one of those things you just lay to bed. You're not getting the fuck out. Got stuff. I just, I got stuff to do. Fuck. I went and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to spend that much money. I'm just going to go. Here's the thing with these board game sites. All right. And for some of you guys who don't give a fuck about the board games, I get it. I get it. So just, just bear with me. All right. Follow the logic, not the hobby. Okay. There's some really cool games. And I say, you know what? I say board games a lot. And I had to clarify this for somebody else when I was chatting with them this week. All right. I fucking had to, had to take them around and smack some smarts into them. No, uh, I say board games. There's lots and lots of games that I play that have absolutely no board. There's no dice. There's no pieces. They're fucking specialized card games. You know, some of them are cards. Some of them are whatever. But the idea is it's just, it's just social fucking things to do. Some of the games we play do have boards, but most of them, the vast majority don't just some different card games like Euchre style and shit like that, like different kind of variations on stuff that you're used to. But the idea is just some, just some fun shit. You know, we play escape rooms, no fucking board in those. All right. So quit your goddamn judging. It's my fault for not using better words. Chris, this is your fucking homework this week. You're going to, you're going to find a new categorization 
name for uh, for what these card games are. I'd say card game, but if someone said to me, "Hey, you want to play a card game?" I would assume that they mean like fucking Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon or something. And I'd I'd run screaming screaming from that shit because that stuff is the lamest thing in the world to me. But I digress. There's some of these card games that are like twelve bucks, right? And you buy them anywhere else, they're twenty. But Board Game Bliss, outstanding prices. So you're already saving like seven, eight bucks on some of these type things. Some of the other ones that are like $99 elsewhere are like 70 there. You know, you just, you save money going to this place. But every now and again, when I want to pick up a couple of these little card games, that are like 13, 14 bucks. I don't want to have to spend $150 to get free shipping. I know I'm saving a good amount of money on the games, but I don't want to always have to buy $150 worth of product. Also, I'm saving up to go to Los Angeles, right? So... I, uh, I decide I'm going to go there. I'm going to get a few of these games because I'm close. That way I don't have to spend 150 bucks. I save money and I get to look around. I get to ask some super nerds, some questions about board games. All right. So I go to this board game place, bliss place. I'm chatting with them. I'm not going to tell you guys everything we talked about. All right. All I know is that I was there for like three hours. All right. And I spent probably $300. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I went there for a couple things, but then I was chatting about this. They made some suggestions. They showed me some stuff. I told them my roommates are fucking drunks and they don't, they can't figure out, you know, anything that's, that's more complex than fucking, well, for anyone who knows roll for it, but effectively like rolling dice and then picking up cards that have those same dice on them. I'm like, that's about the extent of their mental capabilities when it comes to board games. So they made some suggestions of stuff that's super, super engaging, wicked fun, lots of strategy, but like I would say dirt cheap equivalent of, of stupidity level. Like it's like they, they can get it like nothing. It's easy to learn. It just takes a lot to master and you, you work on strategy, whatever. There's different things. I, I do have to hand it to, to Kamar's credit. Kamar usually picks up on the fucking explanations a lot faster than, than Jason and some of the other ones do. Uh, he just has no interest in playing with us. Um, but uh, anyways, so I spent a shitload of money at fucking board game bliss. Then, then I got to go get my stuff for my tasting on Sunday because again, trying to, to be as productive and make as much money as I can before this trip, I decide, uh, you know, I'm going to book a, a tasting in Toronto on Sunday, Sunday morning. They had one for me and I go groovy, right? Bring my uniform along with me. This is going to be a good way to make uh, some extra scratch whilst in Toronto. So I go over to the Scarborough center cause it's close by and I need to pick up my shit because, uh, the other one's going to be first thing in the morning. And, uh, let me tell you guys that's Scarborough, you know, it's reputation precedes it and it is, it, it lives up to it. I went to a Dollarama in the Scarborough center. It was a zoo in there. It was a fucking zoo. People, giant line took forever, took forever to find parking. Then it took forever to, to check out because I had to get like tongs and shit. I forgot, brought my uniform, forgot to bring the stuff that I need for the taste. Anyways, long story short, I get out of there. Then I got to go to Walmart in Scarborough. Same same mall, just the opposite end of it. Go out, move the car around. Oh, it was like a Costco parking lot. I had to follow people to their car. Other people like cut in, like like I would be waiting for it. And then what they would do is that the person who was pulling out of the spot would pull out. And it's like one of those things where they're pulling out and they're driving towards you. So you got to back up and get out of their way. And all that does is open up anyone behind them to just swoop in and steal your spot. That's why I'm always like, if you pull it, pull it, pull it towards me, back end towards me so that, you know, the other person has to get out of their way. And then while they're driving away, you can get into your spot. Anyways, long story short, I would have, I would have confronted people who stole the spot. It happened to me twice. Two people stole the spot from me, but, uh, 
I would have confronted them, but it's fucking Scarborough. And I'm like, nah, I don't want I'm not going to get stabbed over a fucking Walmart parking spot. So eventually got a spot. I go into the two floor Walmart guys on a Saturday afternoon in poor ass Scarborough, not judging. It just is what it is. When you're in a poor neighborhood and Walmart's the place to be, it's going to be busy. And so I went in there and all I needed was chips and ice. All right. But I went in there, braved that fucking insanity. They had, it was two floors and the, 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 the escalator that goes from one floor to the other is a giant long fucking thing, like an airport, you know, moving sidewalk. Oh my God. I was in a hurry, right? I had a show at this point. I got there at like one, one thirty to board game bliss. By the time I left, it was like four 30. I'm like, I got a show at eight, which means I got to be back for at least six 30. Right. And I'm already 30 minutes away in Scarborough. So trying to get all this done in like, like an hour, I, I managed to make it back just in time to be able to have a shower and get to the club. But, uh, but it was, a, it was a, a lot of running around at the tail end of that day. All right. None of it interesting, by the way, but all I'm trying to tell you is don't, don't go to a goddamn Dollarama or Walmart in Scarborough. Um, I did two shows, uh, Saturday, eight o'clock and 10 45. Um, right as I was, um, Right as I was beginning to do the, uh, the first show, like literally on stage, starting the show. And I use literally in its proper context. If you don't, then you are literally <laughs> a moron in my books. Anyways, um, I'm starting the first show. My, my fucking wrist is going crazy. All right. And I know that you're listening, Mikey, uh, <laughs> wasn't upset. I just don't know what the fuck my wrist is going ape shit for. I, I'm wondering what kind of emergency is going on or whatever. And, uh, get off stage. And I see that, uh, that my good friend, Mike, uh, also listener of the podcast is messaging me about our trip. Uh, he needs my information for, uh, for the flight booking, right? My passport or my, my birthday and shit. So, um, Needless to say, I, I come off stage, you know, uh, periodically on the, the early show to more information. So, um, I am pleased to say this will be the, uh, the first official announcement. Um, I posted one on Facebook earlier today, but then realized I'd posted it in a, on like a certain page or something and then deleted it. I, I thought I was posting it on my own profile. Anyways, um, I, uh, Mikey booked the trip. So we got our flight for, uh for October. So from October 19th to 27th, me and my good friend, Mike will be in Los Angeles, California, getting our comedy on. We'll be in there in the, the ring with the biggest fucking dogs in the biz. Uh, it's going to be very, very exciting. It's gonna be fun. Um, I think today, as a matter of fact, so as always, I'm recording on Tuesday. Um, Today, Mike actually booked our Airbnb as well, and we are staying in West Hollywood, uh, right, right in between the improv, the laugh factory and the comedy store. So, um, let me just take this opportunity to say, thank you so much, uh, Mike, for all of your hard work on this. He went through the trouble of booking all the flights. He went through the trouble of finding the Airbnb for us. So, um, amazing, amazing. Your, your hard work, dude, cannot fucking wait. I cannot wait to tell you guys all about the trip. Um, I'm, I need to figure out. So here's, here's what happens. We're going October 19th to 27th. It is still like close to two months away, but I am super, super excited. I want to bring the podcast equipment with me down there. And even if it's just Mike and I doing an episode that week about what's going on, you know, and how the trip's been so far, I, I can't, I don't care, but I don't think we're bringing any, um, any like luggage with us. I think we're both bringing like two carry on and, uh, and then that's, that's it. So, 
Um, I'm going to see how much I can dwindle down the podcast equipment. Worst case, I might even just see if I can find an audio store down there and buy some cables just because they take up space needlessly. So if I can bring the recorder and two microphones, um, we can probably do the uh, whatever. Well, you know what? We're going to figure it out. We're going to fucking figure it out. But um, I'd like to, even if I'm lucky, I'd like to sit down and do some podcasts with uh, with my my friends, some of my comedic friends down there, or see what they can help me set up, whatever. So much, guys. And I'm so excited about this trip. I, I cannot even tell you. We're going to do some sightseeing. I got to get my... Uh, my data package and everything figured out because I'm going to be, you know, doing live videos and, and, you know, story and all that stuff on social media. Cause I want you guys to be, you know, as much a part of the trip as I can have you be. So, um, you know, and if there's anything like I I'd love to see the, the walk of fame a day, I'd love to see Rodeo drive. You know, there's, there's not a whole lot of other things like sites. I'd love to see the Hollywood sign, but I know that they won't let you go up there anymore. Um, there's tons of cool shit, you know? Um, I don't want to be overly touristy, you know, I'm there for comedy and then there to, to check it all out. I know we're going to have fun. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, so big thanks to Mike for, for booking the, the club again, Mikey, I don't know what level of comfort you are. I would have said your last name, but it's only out of respect for yourself that I didn't, but, um, you know, well, Mikey and I'll end up doing a podcast, like either, either down there or as soon as we come back. Um, but yeah, anyways, there'll, there'll be more on that guys, but, uh, but as it stands right now, your boy is in Los Angeles, California, 19th to 27th of October with uh, my good friend, Mike. And, uh, yeah, can't, can't fucking wait guys. That was what happened on Saturday night. Um, over the moon that it was booked, you know, um, it's one of those things like we talked about and wasn't a hundred percent sure just how well it's going to, you know, not, not how well, but just, you know, if it's going to happen, things like sometimes things happen and you know, you, you not quite sure. I was trying not to count the chickens for the hatch, but the Airbnb is booked. The flights are booked. This motherfucker is going down, you know, and, um, I can't wait uh, more details on that to follow. But having said that Saturday afternoon, I also received a text message from, uh, from the lovely English girl again, out of respect, not saying her name, just in case she wouldn't want to be named on this, uh, saying that, Hey, let's go for, let's go for breakfast tomorrow. So, um, I had to be careful with timing because of the fact that, uh, you know, I, I had an LCBO tasting at noon. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we, we spoke, I picked her up in the morning. We went down to a place called Lola's in Toronto, which is quite nice. Uh, she's celiac. So she's like, it's got a, a lots of, you know, gluten-free options, especially for breakfast are good. So we went there, uh, again, uh, this time it was actually just her and myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a, had a lovely breakfast, lovely conversation. It was really nice to, to get to know her, but you know, better, um, <laughs> in case you're wondering, I, uh, I definitely have a, a little bit of, uh, of a thing for the, uh, the lovely lady. Um, and it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like I'm doing that, you know, don't kiss and tell. I don't have anything to report, um, uh, in terms of being, um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the game. I'm out of practice. I don't, I don't know how to read signals or anything like that. Generally speaking, like it has to be pretty fucking direct for me to even know what's going on. But, um, I, I do think that we're just friends. But, uh, but I got to tell you, I, uh, I really enjoyed spending time with her and, um, and I, I, I definitely look forward to seeing her again. So, um, yeah. How, like what a boring story that is. Yeah. Hey, we went for breakfast. Like, everyone at the club, when I said, oh, like I said, Hey, remember that English girl who was here the other night? Yeah. We went for breakfast. She's like, you went for breakfast. Did she stay over at the club? Did you? I'm like, whoa, no, I was just, uh, it was just the time that worked for us. Breakfast was the thing that worked for us. We had a good time. Um, but yeah, we're, we're Facebook friends now, which means nothing. Uh, but 
Um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I know I'm going to be back at, uh, absolute comedy in, uh, September back in Toronto for September. We'll be doing, uh, the JFL 42, uh, show at absolute comedy. So, um, again, when I know more about that, I will, but I'm definitely going to reach out, uh, when I go back, cause it'd be great to see her again. Um, super accomplished, uh, person, by the way, like very, very interesting, very, very sweet. Um, so yeah, I had a really good time, uh, getting to know her. You know that, I, and I gotta say, of of the entire thing, shy of the LA trip getting booked. All right, listen, that thing's got me over the fucking moon. But shy of that, the best part of my week in Toronto was meeting this very enchanting, uh, charming, lovely girl from the UK, um, who now makes her home in Canada. So, good times. Went to the LCBO tasting. Oh my god, at the most dead LCBO I've ever been to in my life. It was a small store. Um, the highlight of that, again, I got to meet another new friend who took a podcast card and I do hope will be listening to this episode at some point. I want to say what up, Abby. It was great talking with you. Abby was, uh, one of the security sort of like floor walkers, you know, in disguise just to keep an eye on the potential shoplifters. Uh, but Abby was a shit. Her and I, uh, joked around for, uh, for a little bit. She was telling me some stories about kind of the things that go on there. Like she's telling me a story about like some 90 year old woman, who was like, who jacked like these, you know, 1.75 liter, like gin bottles or, or Jack bottles or whatever, and, uh, put them in her bag and she got fucking full on busted. But she's like, why would you do this? You know, talking to a little nine year old lady, like, why would you, she's like, if I don't bring these home, then my brother's going to beat me. She's like, it's so fucking sad. I'm like, yeah, no shit. That's sad. But like, a, I wonder if it's true. It probably is. Cause you can't imagine like, why would a little tiny frail little nine year old woman jack something jack jack three jugs bigger than her you know anyways we were we were chatting she was telling me some other stories whatever but uh but abby was dope she listens to podcast and uh is is going to be a listener of the one man podcast she subscribed while i was there so i hope you hear this abby and abby i want to say what up i would be very disappointed abby if i go the rest of my life and our paths do not cross again because you were super fun and cool to talk to and um yeah abby's cool as shit so Oh my God, look at me making all sorts of new friends in my, uh, my time in Toronto. So, uh, Sunday I got back in the evening. I did a little bit of prep for packing, you know what I mean? Just start to put shit together a little bit. And then I did my last show. Last show was fun, but super fucking quiet. There was like 50 people there on that one. So Sunday night, whatever. Um, pack up my shit Monday morning, do the kangaroo ride back. All three of my passengers showed up for the kangaroo ride, which was great. Uh, one of them, a young guy who is again, Facebook friend. Now, uh, we were, we were talking about our love of stand up comedy. Um, so I'm gonna give you a little shout out, Eric. Thank you so much, buddy. I know Eric subscribed to the podcast as well. So Eric, I had a great time talking with you, dude. And, uh, and, and love to, to, you know, for us to cross paths again, come see a show in Toronto, come see a show in Ottawa. Um, you were, no, you were great to talk to. We had some great laughs. Everyone showed up, everyone paid. Oh my God. Amazing time. What a great thing. So when I got home, I was happy to be home yesterday, guys. Really, it, it was a week to sleep, sleep in my own bed. I still haven't even unpacked yet, to be honest with you. But I, I ran a couple quick little errands when I got back. And uh, and then the rest of the evening was basically just relaxing. Uh, oh, and uh, the, the, the denouement of the story, I get a message first thing this morning, Tuesday, my first morning back in Ottawa saying, congratulations, your application to drive Uber in Toronto has been accepted. Perfect. Just in time to log back on and do Uber in my city that never gives me, yeah, they give me a hard time all the time. The Uber app working successfully in Ottawa. I drove Uber this morning. Nothing fancy to report, of course. Nothing interesting. 
as usual, but I did that a little bit of podcast prep, went to my doctor's last thing I will tell you before we'll get on with this an hour into the fucking podcast. Um, went to my doctor's, we didn't have anything that we were looking at in particular, but, uh, but old doc was, was happy to hear that the, the weight loss is going good. He saw a difference, which is great because we haven't seen each other in a couple months there. And he's like, yeah, dude, you look good. Uh, I look like you're trimming down. Uh, I told him like, like I, I told him the same thing. I fucking tell you guys, right? I'm honest. I'm an honest motherfucker. I told him, uh, look doc eating and stuff's going well, but, uh, but the whole, uh, stick to one drink a day, I go, I gotta tell you, I, I go over that limit quite a bit. Not, I don't, I don't go over the limit quite a bit, you know, in terms of how far over the limit. I just mean that, you know, quite often I go over that limit by, you know, a drink or two. So, uh, he's like, well, you know, then you already know that, that you need to, to stop doing that as much. And I'm like, fuck, I know. Oh shit. I missed out a great part. Um, we were going to have a wine tasting in Toronto. I was talking with Mallory, one of the, uh, servers there and a good friend. And I was telling her how I was drinking the Shirazzle by myself. She's like, Oh, you like that? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm getting into wines, you know, more and more. And I really enjoyed, uh, some of the reds I had. I was telling her about some of the ones that were on sale that I picked up and she's like, we should do uh, like a wine tasting or whatever. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. So what I did was I went out and I bought, uh, I had bought that day. She was asking me what, I think that's what sparked it. I, I came in with a bottle of Sandbanks and apparently this bottle of Sandbanks won the gold VQA. So the best wine in Ontario for 2018. So I was like, all right, well it's on sale. And if, if it won gold, then let's fucking give it a go. So Sandbanks, it's a Falk, F-O-C-H. So I don't know if that's like Folk or Fosh or what, some bullshit pretentious name, F-O-C-H and then a Baco Noir. So it was fucking delicious. I was talking with Mallory and we were like, oh, we should do a wine taste. I'm like, yeah, well, fuck, do you want to, you want to crack this motherfucker open? She's like, yeah, let's do that. So cracked it open, poured her and I each a glass. We tried it, both thoroughly enjoyed it. And she's like, yeah, I want to bring you in some wine from, from here and there and da, 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 da. And, uh, I was like, cool. So the next day when I was walking up and down young street, there was a wine rack. I walked in, I told the guy, look, we're going to do a wine tasting, a bunch of the staff, or whatever. We're all going to bring in a bottle for everyone to taste. I want to bring in something interesting. So he suggested a red to me, the most expensive bottle of wine I've bought, by the way, 30 bucks. I know not crazy expensive. You know, you spend more on a bottle of booze. However, you drink a lot less of it at a time. Wine goes down a lot faster. All right. So about a $30 bottle of wine, but the guy had recommended this because unlike it's, it's a, a way of, um, creating wine that is not done in Ontario. So this is apparently the only wine in Ontario that's done this way is where they dry the grapes. Uh, I think somewhat or, or a vast majority. So they don't really turn them into raisins, but they get quite close. Then they press them so that the juice that comes out of them is a lot more dense, more like a reduction. Um, I don't know the name of the fucking wine. All right. If anybody cares, I somewhere in, in the mess of wine that I have, I'll get the name for you, but I'm like, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring this thing. All right. I'm going to bring the only wine that uses this method, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that'll be the one that we taste a la me. So uh, the next few days go by and it's seemingly like less and less people are interested in doing it. Or there's a couple people who are interested, but not many. And so, uh, you know, day of Mallory messages me, who was the most excited along with myself and is like, you know, I don't feel well. I was out. I'm still not better from the night before. So when they went to that after hours joint, I told you about earlier, they fucking tied one on and all of them had like two days recovering. So very glad I didn't go. They were telling me about how some drug dealer who also has like prostitutes, like a pimp or whatever was trying to sit with them at the table. Like I'm telling you, it's the most ridiculous hangover type story, but they had a fucking night and I'm so glad I wasn't a part of it. Again, I was with my new English friends having drinks, closing down another bar. So 
um, day of everyone just was like, kind of like, you know, well, we're not feeling well and you know, blah, blah, blah. blah so let's, let's skip the wine taste. I'm like, great. I'll keep the fucking $30 bottle for myself. Right. I'll give it a go. I'll drink it, you know, with, uh, you know, one or two other people who will really appreciate it as opposed to maybe just no one gives a fuck anyways. So we're, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it when I go in September and we're all going to, you know, promote it a little more, but, but people do want to do this little, some of them do want to do a little wine tasting. We're trying to get everyone involved, do a little Sunday fun day kind of shit. Anyways, sorry, all that a lot. I told you guys a lot happened this week. I had a lot of, a lot of fun, but, um, rounding it all back down to, uh, <laughs> the doctor's appointment. <laughs> That's where this all came from. I told him I drink it too much. I'm drinking too much, doc. You know, hey, you can't get no respect. I uh, have a drink, you know. Um, so I just told him, like, look, we're. Uh, it ended. It ended the same thing, you know. He's like, keep going, keep losing the weight. We can do more once you've lost the weight, you know. But uh, in the meantime, just keep, you know, doing what you're doing. You know what things that you're doing that you can eliminate to get better results. If you're finding that you're plateauing, which I kind of am, um, just keep doing the stuff. You know, get more work your muscles harder. So whatever you're doing, uh, work it harder, you know, try to get, uh, try to get them gains, bro. My doctor doesn't talk like that, but, uh, he was cool. Dude. He was, he was fucking around with me. I, I, yeah, he's starting to loosen up around me. I think he's starting to know that he can fuck around a bit and it's not going to bother me, but, um, but good thing all around came back here. I am now. So what a great week. Thanks for listening to all hour and eight minutes of it. Um, couple things i'll chat about real quick before i throw it on over to the sponsors there is um telling you guys when i'm at the gym this is this is a feature okay so let me tell you airpods still loving them okay because no wires anything like that love them at the gym something that we've been able to do for a long time and i don't know how many of you are taking advantage of it but i am totally totally fucking taking advantage of it now and i'm loving it loving it i'm using it for uber um, and I'm using it, uh, again, I get the best use of it at the gym on, uh, on, f uh, this week in Montreal, Montreal, uh, Toronto is you, you open the Netflix app and you can download movies now, not every single one of them, but there's so many movies that you can go and on the app, there's a button to just download them, which means you don't have to have Wi-Fi or anything wherever you are. They're downloaded to the device. So what I'm doing now is when I'm doing the elliptical or whatever, the, the, the gym that I went to, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but it didn't have a very big, um, like they had a lot of, of free weights and they had a lot of machines. However, the area is so big and it's so, uh, it's developing so much that, that the weights and machines, like you had to wait a few people to get to. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to crush cardio this week. And I did, I would do an hour. I did 30 minutes on the elliptical. Then I do 30 minutes full incline on the treadmill. So what I'm doing to just take my mind off it, cause you can only watch the TVs and the stupid news with the subtitles for so long, so long. Right. So first day I go in and I'm, I'm watching, uh, what did I watch? I watched, uh, and I, and it broke it up too. Right. It was uh, American hustle. I don't know if you've seen it, but apparently it's, it's getting pulled off Netflix at the end of the month. Uh, cause when I download it, it's like only available until X date. And that usually means that it's being pulled from Netflix. So um, at least for the time being license on a rental. So check out American hustle. If you haven't already Bradley Cooper, uh, what's his face? Um, Christian Bale. I know I'm trying to think of Jeremy Renner. That's the one I was struggling with. Uh, Amy Adams and, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Great movie. Robert De Niro was even got a fucking cameo in it, but, uh, check out American hustle. What I was doing to it as I was loving that movie so much that I, I denied myself the ability to watch it if I wasn't at the gym. So I'm like, you want to see more of this movie? You, 
you know, I was watching it. It was like, I, I know some parts I had to like rewatch cause I, you know, sort of dozy and looking out the windows and stuff like that. But I, uh, I forced myself that if I wanted to watch that movie, I had to be at the gym. And then I, I watched, um, another movie that looked good. I saw the trailer for it a while back called I kill giants. It's also on Netflix about a little girl who basically goes around killing these, like, you know, Lord of the Rings, looky giants in the area that she lives in the movie, the movie trailer made it look like it was just this really cool, um, like think Pacific rim meets fuck. I don't know. Harry Potter. Like a kid has the power to kill these things, but they're the only one who can do it. You know, these giant monsters. The movie wasn't quite like that. In fact, the whole time you're wondering, like they sort of set it up where you're wondering if these giants are real or if it's all in this kid's head. And uh, I won't spoil it, but it definitely didn't go in, uh, you know, it didn't, it, it didn't go in the direction I thought it was going to go. Um, Zoe Saldana in it is in it. She plays Gamora in uh, guardians of the galaxy, as well as fucking Ohura and star Trek and, you know, chick blue monkey in the avatar movies. So Zoe Saldana is fucking killing it. And again, she's not going to be in a movie like this if it's complete shit. So I can say that it's at least worth the watch. It might not be one you watch over and over again, but, uh, but check out, I kill giants. It's on Netflix. Um, interesting enough movie. Got to, got to say it was interesting. And then one that I watched that didn't hold my interest at all. I, this one I watched uh, at the condo was, uh, what was it? Um, commuter. Let, you know, another Liam Neeson action movie. I watched Liam Neeson in the gray with the wolves. That's great. And that was on Netflix. It might still be. Um, that one was great. Just, you know, nothing, not winning any awards, but it was just, it was exciting. It was action. It was, you know, interesting enough. Um, fuck my throat's getting really cheap. My allergies were bad this last week too. And of course I didn't take any Benadryl because Benadryl puts me to sleep. I couldn't drive or do shit. If I was on Benadryl one day was so bad. I took it and I felt myself falling asleep walking up and down young, but I, but I fucking persevered, man. I fucking, I played through the pain. Um, but yeah, I need to, I need to get some more. Cause I can feel it right now. My throat, back of my throat is so itchy and it's working its way up my ear canals. Oh, it's the worst. Um, commuter, another Liam Neeson movie. Gotta say like, like picture a really boring version of source code. Like this one really didn't impress me much. Didn't impress me much at all. The the point that I'm getting back to, it's just basically leaving these like you know propositioned on a train and find the money and or you know kill someone or whatever. You can't do this. I'm Liam Neeson. I won't allow this to happen. Let me go. Like like that kind of shit. Anyways, um, my biggest point that I want to say to you guys is, if you have Netflix on your phone or your your tablet. Fuck around and download some, man. There's nothing better. Cause now I know that if I'm sitting in the car, I used to bring a book in case I got bored. But now if I'm sitting in the car in the morning, um, it's hard to read in the car. Um, just, I can't get comfortable. I need to be like in the massage chair with a glass of wine, reading a book, like a fancy bitch. Um, all I'm saying is, uh, check out, uh, check out the, the movies on Netflix. Cause you can download them now. And now if you're sitting in the car, if you're going to the gym, that's the biggest thing I'm telling you right now, the, the wireless earbuds. Okay. So it's comfortable. You don't have to worry about it not being too loud. You get nice, good sound. Okay. And, uh, you know, I just prop the phone right up. Like all these, all these workout things have, uh, you know, the cardio stuff anyways, has a little lip for your fucking phone. Stick it on there. I'm fucking, I'm going, going, going. I'm burning calories. I'm doing good cardio and I'm, I'm entertained, fully entertained. My choice of content, good, good sound, everything like that. So, um, strongly recommend 
you doing the same just, just to somewhat how entertain yourself or whatever, you know, when you run out of one man podcast, of course, listen to this first and then move on to something that has a much larger budget. Um, having said that, yeah, guys, I also started watching, you know what? This is the last thing I'll say. One of the things I started watching, I started watching it at the condo and I watched the shit out of it last night when I was sort of just relaxing and slowly putting away the $300 fucking payload of board games and shit that I bought was uh, the show Disenchantment. It is, uh, as soon as I looked at it, I was like, oh, that looks like Simpsons drawing. So I'm like, oh, it's got to be Matt Groening, right? The the creator of the Simpsons, the, the artist behind that. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's a new, it's a Netflix show done entirely by him. I'm like, fuck, maybe, maybe it's going to be good like the Simpsons was. You know what I mean? Like, like Simpsons is shit now and it's been, it's been bad for longer than it's been good, but I'm like, maybe, maybe they got a fucking, you know, he's got a, a, a fresh shot at a show. I'm like, fuck not, not since the Simpsons. Have I seen anything that this guy's done? And I'm, and I start watching it. The second I start watching it, I immediately remember, oh, Futurama, Futurama was a Matt Groening show. And it was funny for a little bit at first. And then it just became ridiculous and stupid like the Simpsons. Um, I got to say a little bit better than the Simpsons, but it was like, it was such a funny new concept. So I started watching it and I immediately, immediately, immediately saw the similarities between Futurama. Let's put it this way. Futurama, if you haven't seen it, very unlikely that you've seen none of it, but in Futurama you have, it's the future. You have the failed delivery boy. You have the failed, you know, a uh, hit woman or whatever the fuck Lila was the failed delivery person. Yeah. She was like security or something. You had the failed person that did that. You have the failed robot who's bender, you know, you have all these things where it's like supposed to be crass and rough, but they're not, you know, and, and just, and, and show ensues all these different kinds of people from different planets. And because it's this future in space, you can grab any kind of species and create whatever kind of joke or episode you need to around it. Well, disenchantment isn't in the future. It's in the medieval past. What a jump in terms of creativity. And then what do they have? They have the failed princess and they have the failed elf and they have the failed demon and they have the, and it's basically Futurama done in medieval times. So anything, any kind of creature they need to come out, a dragon or zombie or a witch or Hansel and Gretel or whatever the fuck it is, they drag out and they do. It's not an awful show. But if you were just like, you know what? I'd like to watch Futurama, but can it just not be Futurama for some reason? Uh, go ahead and watch Disenchantment on Netflix. That's what it is. You'll, you'll have a couple cheap laughs. Um, you'll see, and then you'll see a bunch of other laughs that they really, you know, you really have to be kind of, you know, dumbed down to enjoy because you'll watch the laugh and you can see where it was supposed to be a joke and you go, really? Um, and that's, uh, that's where something, that's like that, that Larry, the cable guy story. I told you guys about with one, uh, on satellite radio, Jeff and Larry's comedy roundup. Excuse me. Who's going to laugh at that? Then my mom fucking laughs in the seat next to me. You know, those fucking people. Anyways. So that's all I got to say. I did, uh, I did work my ass off this week, but I also spent a little bit of time watching some, uh, some, uh, movies and some TV shows. So having said that guys, and speaking of future, ah, maybe see, I can segue properly into my, uh, my first sponsor as always. Who is it? It's uncle John's right. Portablepress.com. And this week. I decided to go into Uncle John's Weird Weird World, who, what, where, when, and wow, because they have all sorts of interesting stuff. And, uh, you know, that Futurama, that fucking, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to segue, make sure that this article has something to do with what I talked about. It doesn't really, but, uh, 
It's a really cool article I read today, and it's called We're Under Attack. So it says, many bathroom readers ago, we wrote about the 1938 radio broadcast of the War of the Worlds. Here's what happened when a radio station in Ecuador performed its own version of the drama 11 years later. So special reports. The story of the War of the Worlds radio broadcast is well known. In 1938, Orson Welles adapted H.G. Wells' classic science fiction novel into a radio drama told in the form of emergency news broadcasts describing the invasion of Earth by hostile aliens from Mars. Despite the fact that the show was a regularly scheduled installment of Wells' Mercury Theater on the air, and that it was in... Uh, Sorry, and that it was introduced as fiction, many listeners mistakenly believed that the Martians had actually landed in New Jersey. Wells later apologized, insisting that he hadn't intended to fool anyone. It had all been an unfortunate misunderstanding. Six years later, in Santiago, Chile, the radio drama was uh, restaged with similar results. Although the radio station in Santiago advertised the program for a full week before it aired and made several announcements during the show intended to prevent listeners from becoming alarmed, the broadcast still resulted in in mass confusion and was blamed for causing at least one fatal heart attack. We interrupt this program. Just a few later, uh, sorry, just a few years later in 1949, a radio station in Quinto, Ecuador, decided to produce a new version of War of the Worlds, but this one was different. Radio Quinto pulled out all of the stops in an effort to convince everyone within broadcasting range that Ecuador was actually being attacked by invaders from outer space. Here's how they did it. Weeks before the show was to air, the station began planting fake UFO sighting stories in the local newspaper. That, producers hoped, would soften up the audience, making them more vulnerable to the suggestion that they were under alien attack. Uh, then they swore all the actors and producing staff to complete secrecy, and amazingly, no one leaked the real story to the press. Finally, they began the show by actually interrupting regularly scheduled programming to bring citizens of Quito, a city of 250,000 people, the breaking news that the town of Latacunga, Latacunga, just 20 miles south, was under attack. At that moment, the only people in Quinto who knew it was just a radio play were inside the studio. Simply refusing to let on in any way that the story was fake would have been bad enough, but Radio Quinto went a step further and had one of the actors uh, imitate the voice of Quinto's mayor. Women and children, the fake mayor instructed, should run into the jungle and hide. All able-bodied men, able men, meanwhile, were to arm themselves in preparation to mount a defense of the city. The show must go off. Listeners, meanwhile, had no way of knowing that they were that what they were hearing wasn't real. Skeptics had only to look out their windows to see that something was going on. Uh, interviewed a half century later, one witness to that night's events in Quinto recalled his family piling into their car to flee the city. He described complete chaos on the roads where thousands of residents were believed they were fleeing for their lives. The chaos found its way to the radio station prompting the actors to stop the performance. That's when things got really ugly. Upon learning that the invasion had been a hoax, the frightened crowd transformed into an angry mob. They attacked the building that housed the radio station and burned it to the ground. By the time the Ecuadorian army managed to break up the riot, six people had died in the fire and several more had been injured by jumping out of third floor windows to escape the flames. In the aftermath, the station's artistic director, Leonardo Paez, Paez, uh, was deemed responsible for creating the panic. His misguided sense of entertainment brought such an angry backlash from the citizens of Quinto that Paez was forced to change his name and flee the country. He never returned. 
And then uh, at the bottom of the last page is actually a little section here called Random Origin, the Stradivarius. Antonio Stradivari was born in Cremona, Italy in, in sorry, 1644. Jesus, where's nine? I just have to make a nine in there. As a young man, he came under the tutelage of a famous violin maker, Niccolo Amati. He proved a gifted student and before his training was even completed, began putting his own labels on the violins he made using the Latin form of his name, Stradivarius. He soon realized that violins could sound even better. So he started experimenting with different kinds of wood and different shapes. That process gave the violin its modern form, uh, shallower in construction, less arched in the belly and back with an improved bridge and a new varnish deeper and darker than the yellower varnish Amati had used. In the 19th century, a few more changes were made to the design of violins so that they could be heard more easily in large auditoriums. But for the most part, all modern violins follow the style established by Stradivari more than 300 years ago. And that, my friends, is Uncle John's Bathroom Reader from PortablePress.com. From the edition, Uncle John's Weird, Weird World, Who, What, Where, When, and Wow. And, uh, you know, as always, guys, my partners at Absolute Comedy, of where I just spent a week happily doing shows, uh, Absolute Comedy Toronto will be hosting uh, shows for the JFL 42 Festival in September. Uh, but there's great shows going on there all the time. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. And who am I forgetting? The people I never forget. DK. Uh, DK Books, everybody. Dorling Kindersley. This week, I don't have a book reviewed. I'm not even going to fake one because I love them too much to be dishonest. Um, I was going to read the uh, Practical Ayurveda book. I brought it with me to Toronto. I just didn't have an opportunity. Jesus Christ. It sounded like I farted. That was the... <laughs> That was the gas coming out of my stomach like a goddamn bullet train. Um, sorry. Again, when I chat for for an hour straight, 
it gets things moving. I start yawning. I start hiccuping and start burping, man. I'll tell you, my diaphragm is fucked up, man. It is fucked up. I don't know how it works. I don't know how to fix it. And I got to fucking deal with it. I'm sorry, everybody. Start a goddamn telethon to figure out this boy's goddamn talk box all fucked up. Anyways, um, <laughs> my talk box. Oh God. Can I share a story with you guys? Um, <laughs> I'm actually, I was legitimately ashamed of myself for staying this on stage. I said it's Sunday night at the show. There's, there's a few enough people there. There's like 60, 70 people there, but in a room that holds 240, 30, uh, it's, it's enough to be like, eh, it's not a packed room. I'm not going to ruin that many customers. If this joke doesn't hit, it wasn't even a joke. Like in terms of I'd written it, I was, I was talking to the crowd and this one kid said he was in medicine or he was studying medicine. Cause I said, what are you studying? It's in university. He goes, I'm studying medicine. I go, what kind of medicine? What do you want to be? And he's like, uh, I don't know. Are you fucking kidding me? So I brought up an act. I came back afterwards to him and I was like, all right, buddy, come on. What kind of, what kind of fucking doctor do you want to be? You know what I mean? Like, what do you want to do with your medical degree or whatever? You know? You know, like, like, again, I, he's just like, well, I, I go, I go, don't give me that. And he was very, very young looking. Like he looked like he was like 20, 22 most. And he's there with his girlfriend. I go, and don't give me like that fucking dude douchebag. We're like, oh, I know what kind of doctor I want to be a fucking gynecologist, man. Like when guys are young, we're fucking stupid. That's what I, this is what I was saying in the crowd. Like we're fucking stupid. We're all like, oh, I want to be a porn star, you know? And you're going to get sick of fucking. Like you're turning sex into a job. You're going to hate it. There's, there's no jobs that are that, that could be just love every aspect of them, you know? And I said, guys are like, oh, I want to be a gynecologist. <laughs> I'm like, what do you, th you don't get, they don't, you don't have supermodels showing up like, Hey, I got a Victoria shoot this week, doc. And I just want to make sure that my pussy's still crushing it. Take, take a look, you know, like I go, that doesn't happen. I go, they bring you the worst fucking kinds, right? They bring you them in their worst state, right? Like some big chick will walk in and be like, I don't remember sitting in guac. What the fuck is going on down there? <laughs> like, and everyone laughed, thank God, but it's probably one of the most disgusting things that have come out of my mouth and right off the top of my head. <laughs> I don't remember sitting in guac. What the fuck's going on down there? Anyways, and I was legitimately ashamed and I had probably 10 people come up after the show and tell me that that was one of the funniest things that they've ever heard. And it was as usual, it's the kind of thing that if I was thinking of it right here while doing the podcast, I would have said to you guys, and I never, I would have assumed that it's one of those things that's boring and it's just me being gross for no reason. But the difference between doing stand-up comedy and doing this fucking podcast is that I get feedback when doing comedy and quickly, I might add. So, um, yeah, I was, I was actually ashamed of myself, but. Cause I just thought it was way too gross. Like, why the fuck would you say that? But the comics thought it was hilarious and the, the, the staff thought it was funny and holy shit, the audience thought it was funny. They, they laughed so hard and long on that. And then I brought up Dave Patterson to that. I was like, well, I better bring up your next episode. So sorry. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever brought someone up to. But, uh, anyways, um, so this week, um, with everything going on, I didn't get an opportunity to read a, a book from DK. Um, I love them very much. And guys, they actually do have a lot of new stuff coming out, uh, tail end of August and beginning of September. So I've, as always check out dk.com slash CA. Um, I, uh, I'm still, I'm getting excited for the, the, how it works series. And as I mentioned, the, they may have a, how it works series, a contest coming up in the near future. So, um, 
In the meantime, as always, check out DK, right? My, my friends in the States, DK.com. Boom, you're there. Uh, see what they got going on. I've also been to uh, all the Costco's, right? Because I'm a fucking Costco pub crawler. Um, there's a lot of DK books for kids. So all my, my friends with parents, um, never a bad idea to just take a look through their kids sections. There's lots of big visual stuff for the youngins. Um, it's back to school season and they got lots of the, the DK series in Costco. Um, so just have a peek while you're there. Uh, you can save a shitload of money. A lot of the DK stuff is like half price at Costco. So check that out. And I will have another book reviewed for you guys next week. So you're off the fucking hook this week, guys. You don't have to listen to me, you know, give a book a BJ basically. Uh, <laughs> this week coming up guys, I am unpacking when this podcast is over. I don't even know what time it is now. It's like six o'clock on the nose on Tuesday. Uh, when this podcast is over, I am going to unpack and I'm going to go do some food prep. Um, I want to see those numbers on the scale coming off. I didn't weigh myself all week in Toronto and I weighed myself today, but it was after I had breakfast, lunch, chugged a bottle of water and had an entire cup of coffee. So I know I put on a lot of weight before I weighed myself as 292 bullshit. So I I'm hoping that I'm at least 288 you know, empty. Cause uh, I was 289. Fuck. I've been 289 for a little while, but I know I'm boozing. I know I'm eating fettuccine Alfredo's for dinner. So, uh, got to get back to being an even better bitch, you know? So unpacking the food prep. I'll be doing Uber every morning. I got some tastings coming up this week. Super excited on Saturday, man, my friend, Vanessa, AKA red regular writer into the podcast. Even got an email from her to read a little bit later on. Uh, red is coming to town. So we are going to hang out like motherfuckers on Saturday. Um, I got, uh, you know, like I said, tastings over the course of the weekend, but I'm going to hang out with red. I cannot wait to just see my friend. Um, on Monday I will be, uh, you know, uh, Uber in the morning, of course, but I'll be featuring at absolute comedy here in Ottawa. So if you want to see me fucking around with some new jokes and some new type material, come see me on Monday at absolute comedy here in Ottawa. And on Tuesday, uh, before she leaves, my friend red and I are going to fucking record a podcast. So we are going to have a, a bonus guest on the next episode of the one man podcast. So it's going to be uh, red just, uh, joining me It won't be a special bonus interview. I don't think. I don't know why she would want to do one and it's going to be Tuesday. So she's just going to be my guest on the podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to go over my week's worth of garbage with you guys. And, uh, and she can just chime in. She can let me know interesting or not interesting. I'll just look at her face. And if the story's stupid, then we move on, you know, live, live feedback. It's about time we're due for that shit. So, uh, without further ado, guys, I'm going to move into the email portion, guys, contact at one If you want to tell me what you think of something, you want to recommend a nice red wine to me or something like that. I don't give a fuck. Just tell me, have you had the beyond meat burgers at a and W? Okay. They are sold out until later in the late, like, like, like mid September is when they want to do it. Like every one of them in Ontario sold out until mid, mid, uh, September. But I, I really want to try these fucking things because they are apparently super, super good. So, um, anyways, send me an email, contact the one man podcast. I don't give a fuck what you send in, send it in. I'll read it. We'll all be closer. Uh, red writes, Hey Josh, I wanted to clarify my stance on essential oils. It's not so much that I think people rely on these things to cure things like cancer and stuff. It's more that people are using them and not realizing there's no medical board or regulatory agency ensuring these products are what they say they are or do what they say they do. So you could buy something that is like a headache healer and you're supposed to rub it on your forehead <laughs> and it says essential oils, blah, blah, but no one is actually making sure that these, those ingredients are in there and what concentration the oils are at. Um, 
They can have unexpected outcomes, as you said in your spiel. I do not spiel, madam. Uh, they address more than one issue, but who's to say they don't cause negative side effects for you and not someone else? Essential oils don't come with all those warnings. Also, for young children and babies, the concentrated levels of essential oils can be toxic to smaller humans. And so many people think, oh, well, it worked on me. It'll work on my kid. Yeah, there's a lot of stupid people out there. Uh, no. Th and this is the main reason I can't support the movement because it's very loosey-goosey and people are using them without being educated about it. Now, that is, I mean, I'll address all this shit. I'm going to finish your email though. Uh, and it can cause some serious problems. Like some of these things are downright toxic to young children. I mean, I know there are a lot of over-the-counter pharmacy items that can be used wrong, but they come with packaging that if you read it, tells you the limitations of the product. Uh, essential oils don't come with all this information because no governing body regulating, uh, they're sorry, because no governing body is regulating it. Um, reasonable points. And you're actually, uh, ab absolutely right. However, these are, these things that uh, you're writing, um, are actually, um, completely covered in the book. And I may not have given that particular part of the book, um, much time in terms of the review. Um, they actually have an entire section on recognizing whether or not what you're getting is in fact a, an essential oil. They go into, they too say that you can buy a lot of shoddy products on the market because it's not, um, super regulated. Like they, they basically saying like you can get an essential oil out of an orange peel. You can squeeze an orange and the essential oils are going to come out of it. So the reason that, um, they don't have a shitload of warnings on them is the fact that a lot of the stuff that you get in terms of essential oils, um, can be, um, acquired naturally. So the thing is like your, like your kid can walk into the woods and, and, you know, hit poison ivy too. So they, they're, um, they don't, then that's not in the book, of course, but the point is, is they actually have a whole section on recognizing whether something is in fact an essential oil, whether it's a real product, what the concentration is and everything to look for on the bottle, because, um, everything that is a real essential oil, they said, will have its Latin name on the bottle. They will have what concentration it is. And, and if it is a true essential oil, it's, it's got, it's a hundred percent it's, it is what it is. And it'll say 100%, you know, essential oil, and it'll have the Latin name on it. And there's other things as well. I apologize. The book's not in front of me right now, but they basically tell you what to go through. And, and when you were saying here, um, you could buy something that's like headache healer and you're supposed to rub it on your forehead. None of the stuff in the, this book is like rub it on your body. It's all, um, either breathe it in or, um, I think some of it is like apply to the skin, but like none of it isn't to ingest or whatever. And it doesn't do like they, they nothing in this book is like, Hey, it's a headache healer. A lot of them are like basically more, um, aromatherapy, like as in mood changers, you know, and some of it is like skin. So it's not, it's not, um, when they refer to healing in this essential oils book, it, a lot of it is more, um, state of mind healing and, um, and aromatherapy healing. Not so much like, Hey, here's a headache thing. Now there's, there's stuff out there that says it is, but again, I, I would say that I was really impressed because I expected what you're talking about. A lot of charlatanism, charlatanism in the book, fake shit. Um, but once reading it, like they were very big advocates on the fact that, and when, and it doesn't say, hold on, here's another one where you say, they say, um, yeah, not a good thing. Blah, 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 blah. No one is actually making sure those ingredients, they can have unexpected outcomes. Of course. Um, they don't say that this thing will do like five things. They're not like here, here, there's this oil and it does this, 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 and that they basically have one oil and they go, if you're looking to do this, this is the oil that does just that. 
You know, they don't try to tell you like, oh, take the soil. It's going to do this, going to do that. Because there's a lot of medications that say, oh, we do this, 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 and this. And there's governing bodies. And then years later it comes out and it goes like, oh, that shit causes cancer. Like you hear how quickly they skim over, you know, new drugs on TV, you know, because of some people have a good battle. Some, some feeling have depression, increase the risk of suicide with this. Blah, 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 blah. Ask your doctor, but far from using it. And when the nursing with the skin conditions, couldn't be had that's heart palpitations. Blah, 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 blah. Just go on and on and on about all the negative side effects while people are like playing tennis and biking down nice paths while the visual stimuli is still positive, positive, positive while they're telling you all this negative shit. So just because something has instructions on it doesn't mean it's safe either. You know, not trying to, I'm not trying to argue with you, like come at you and destroy your points. I'm just saying that just because something has a label on it for children, like, let's put it this way. There's a lot of shit that can hurt kids. You know, um, they can fucking OD on the shit under the sink. You know, the idea is that if you do, and I, and I have a feeling that I know where you're coming from in the sense that like you, you obviously you're a new mother, you care about your kid and there's a lot of shit out in the market. People basically can hurt the poor children. With, frankly, I'm, I'm all for less human beings, right? So if, if people are giving their kids something that's going to kill their kid because they didn't research it first, if you have something that has no um, information on it about what it does, and you're just going to give it to your kid, like you said, that whole like, well, it worked for me. It's going to work for him. It's like, well, yeah, you know, anesthesiologists, their whole job is knowing exactly what the weight is and how much anesthetic to give someone because you could fucking kill them. But... The main thing with uh, this book that I referenced, because again, I'm only talking about the book that I that I read and spoke about. So I'm not talking about the whole trend of it. And, and speak in mind, it's not a new thing. It's not like, uh, you know, gluten-free shit, which is new relatively. Uh, oils have been used for things for a long time. We've all used them many times in our lives before. Never stopping going, oh, I'm actually using like an oil. This is a, a natural thing. When you start referring to oils as like remedies, then people start to look at it differently, but it's like, no, there's, there's already oils that have been used for remedies for the longest time. You, we've all used them personally. It's just, oh, now someone's looking at it and putting them all together in a recipe book. It seems a little different. So I guess my, my position is like anything else you do, right? You research it. I'm not going to just take medication without taking a quick little peek into something beyond the person. Like there's, you know, how many veterinarians like uh, suggest dog food that dog food companies give them kickbacks for that's absolute fucking garbage. Again, just because somebody who, who has a degree says, Oh, you should do this. doesn't mean they know what the fuck they're talking about. Look at me. I'm 10, 10 years trying to figure out what the hell's wrong with my side. We still don't know. And I've had multiple doctors. All right. The whole system is fucked. Don't believe anybody anywhere. Anytime. I'm just joking. Um, I still stand behind this essential oils book because as I mentioned, they go through the process of trying to teach you how to make an educated and informed guest, but exactly what you said, what's the concentration level, what else is in there? And there, they make a very strong point of an essential oil should have that oil and nothing else in it. And if you're getting something that's got other shit in it, don't do it. It's not an essential oil. It's a mix. It's a blend. And then again, you don't know what you're getting. So just for what it's worth, this book actually does reinforce the same points that you do. And, uh, and it, you know what, at no point does it go like, mm, just in case, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. They're very confident what they say. There's actually, um, Neil's garden, I believe is what it is in the book. Um, a very reputable, I looked into them and, and Googled it a bit first, uh, especially after your, your first email about it. Um, they're a very big, uh, organics, uh, very reputable company that was the, uh, you know, consultation partner on that book. And they, uh, you know, it very avid about making sure that people understand, um, 
the value and stuff of essential oils and the, and, and more importantly, knowing what you're getting. Like they talk about if you're paying this much for something that's like this, it's not real. It's synthetic. If it doesn't have the, the Latin name on it, if it doesn't say essential oil, you know, there's a lot of things. If it doesn't say the main one was saying, if it doesn't say where it comes from, that's also kind of a red flag. So they too are aware of the, the amount of, like you said, falsification and whatnot of, uh, of information and what, you know, are you really getting what you, you, what it says it getting and does it really do what, you know, it says it does anyways, but that's, that's like anything else, you know, there's pros and cons on every end and, and people that believe in shit and people that don't like for fuck's sakes, kale, kale apparently causes hypothyroidism, right? We also, we are all drinking soy milk when it was brand new because it was way better for you. And then found out that the estrogen levels in it could cause breast cancer. If you just consume soy, 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 you, you can't fucking win no matter what you do. So the idea is that at the end of the day, you educate yourself on it, you know, like, here's the thing. People will hear things too. And I'm not, again, I'm not accusing you of this red because I know how smart you are. Um, a lot of people will sometimes stick with the first position that they got on something. So for example, if somebody hears an article that says this product is no good, you know, be careful because it can, it can cause this and that, then sometimes people will hear that and then that becomes their position. And then they will research things that reinforce that position on it, you know? So it's got to be one of those things. Like I, I always advocate to everybody, fuck knowledge is power. Believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see, you know, cause you don't know where it's coming from. Even when you read shit online, like I try to find, you know, three or four articles that are for something. I try to find three or four articles that they're against. And I look for the similarities. I look for the, the, the proof. Cause again, people's opinions, as much as people might read the same fucking opinion on TripAdvisor, I was, uh, I was researching the trip today. I, I wanted to go to Venice beach in, in California. Okay. I wanted to go to Venice beach and I don't know how dangerous it is because I remember the scene from uh, American history X. Well, well, they're walking down Venice beach and there's all these gangs and stuff like that. And they're talking about how it used to be a lot nicer than it is. Now there's this and that and whatever. So I Googled it is Venice beach dangerous or is Venice beach safe? And I read a trip advisor, you know, thing where someone was, was mentioned, someone asked the community and the first response was a guy was like, here, you can check out the crime crime thing or whatever on Venice beach. And I, I didn't figure out how to use it, but, um, basically click on this link and it shows a map highlighted in Venice beach and it's from the LAPD and you can actually go day for day and see what crime occurred there that was reported. And it's basically like little flags like you'd see on, on Google maps, but all these little flags and it would say like rape, uh, aggravated assault, um, theft, burglary. Like it was so interesting and it was it wasn't filled, but there was like in this whole space of Venice beach, there was like 40, 50 a day. Now for Los Angeles, I don't know how much that is. So that was the part where I wanted to move the criteria from like that spot to like, let's say so central and just see how fucking insane it was, but I couldn't find a spot to enter in the spot. So this, this link that the guy posted was specifically for Venice beach and you could see the other neighborhoods, but you couldn't see the crime. You couldn't, you couldn't filter it out. So just scrolling through the dates, I was like, holy shit. And I was listening and I was reading people's reviews. Some people were saying that Venice beach is great. 
Um, you know, there's lots of great restaurants and everything like that. And there are homeless people, but some people take it the wrong way. And just by seeing homeless people makes them feel like it's not safe. They say at night it's different. You know, they say also there's a lot of people like who are smoking pot. There's a lot of people using drugs. Again, they don't bother anyone, but then other people are like, oh my God, there's so much crime and you don't want to go there. There's homeless people everywhere. And at night it's really dangerous. And you know, people who live in the area don't bring their kids there because the, the couple who was asking had two kids, like a nine and a 10 year old, and they were coming from Australia and they're like, yeah, you could take your kids to the, the, the pier and walk down the, the Venice beach, you know, Boulevard or not Boulevard, but uh, promenade or whatever. But the idea was going through this, you had people who were like, absolutely not. And you're having people that, like, yeah, absolutely. It's great. And, and check out your restaurant first. One person was saying that they even reached out to a restaurant and asked them like, if it was a safe spot to come. And they said, yes, during the day, you know? So like, again, but, but either way, regardless of who on that argument was correct, that was all just people's opinions, you know? So I don't feel like I was particularly any closer to getting an, uh, an actual answer. You know, if it had been everyone saying it's, it's great during the day, it's dangerous at night. And they only the odd person, then that was, but it was so 50, 50 that you, you, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get a barometer. So my point is, is that whenever you're dealing with anything in your lives, information wise, don't just look for the side that you want to be correct. You know, there's a book I bought a while back too. I won't go into another big story, but I bought a book about, uh, called the, the, what was it? Fuck. Now I can't remember the goddamn name about it, but it was like, um, uh, it's from a doctor who was basically saying, oh, the plant paradox is what it was called. The plant paradox. Don't remember the doctor's name, but it's called the plant paradox about how there's shit in plants that destroys your stomach and you got to stop eating certain plants, you know, cashews and beans and stuff like that. And it was very controversial concept, but I, I bought it on a whim because it was at Costco cheaper. I'm like, boom, buy it. And then I'm like, nah, before I read this, is this book bullshit? You know what I mean? Like I, I, and I Googled it and I went to a bunch of different medical sites, whatever. And basically site after site, not just the medical sites, but even just people's, you know, um, different places, book review sites, whatever. Um, basically it was like doctors were saying that it was disproven what this guy was saying and he's had no real successes with this just all, the only success he's had has been selling the book and he was on dr oz's show but that means fucking nothing the amount of people who see something on the doctors or dr oz it's like okay so a successful doctor has given up his practice to do bullshit daytime housewife television you know that doesn't that means nothing if you're a fucking uh, doctor and you're on, and you're on this daytime, anyways, whatever fact of the matter is I took the book back because after doing a ton of research, it just seemed that like everyone was saying that everything he says is unsubstantiated. In fact, there's lots of medical evidence that proves the contrary of what he was saying, but rather than just reading some doctor's book, who was on the doctors and Dr. Oz says, it's like Dr. Phil. You, you look at that guy. You want medical advice? You, you need to be less stupid. You, you need to stop this destructive behavior with your Like he's solving problems in 40 minutes, turning people's lives around. You know, when we come back. Fucking retard. Anyways. Um, yeah, if you know Dr. Phil, don't tell him I called him. <laughs> All I'm saying is, at the end of the day, research shit. Okay. 14, 15 minutes after I was done this fucking rant, just research for yourself. But like I said, 
when I looked at that book, the reason I thought of that was when I looked at that book, I was like, is this bullshit? And that was the question that I asked. And that was the question I was actually researching the most. But keep in mind, the quality of the answer can only be as good as the quality of the question. And so I phrased it in such a way that all my responses were really kind of going to be like the people who were saying it's bullshit. So I had to, to research again. I go, I go, what is the, what, like, what is the value of the, the plant paradox? What's, um, you know, what's, uh, I guess what proof of the plant paradox? Like I was trying to read both sides of the argument, people who were, here's some real value in it. And here's, there's not. And it seemed like there was a lot more people saying it's just a fucking cash grab for a book. It's not, there's not, not anything here that's substantiated properly. So that's, I took the book back and and that was the end of it. I didn't, didn't waste so much time reading something that was probably going to be a bunch of bullshit. Okay. So at the end of the day, guys, make sure that when you're trying to like, like whatever you hear first, when you hear a new piece of information, you can Google it. And, and depending on how you phrase that question, it's just going to reinforce that first thing that you heard, but try to give it a fair shake too. try to ask it, try to ask the opposite side of the, the thing and look for some, some facts and shit to support the opposite side too. And then when you have both sides, you've given both sides a fair chance at an argument. Then you look at, you know, the pros and cons of both sides. And then you go, ah, well, this one seems to be a lot more people tend to agree this way. And there's a lot more proof that agrees that way. So, you know, and then you just decide for yourself. All right. That's from me to you this week for fuck's sakes. Red, thanks for emailing and I can't wait to see you this week. All right. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, summersb and dk.com slash ca. Um, Guys, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. One Man Podcast. Please follow, like, share. Listen, tell your friends about the podcast, all right? If you have a favorite episode, tell them there. Uh, ask them not to start episode one, guys. Episode one is boring as fuck. There's some funny, st- no, not funny. There's some interesting stories, all right? But if you're suggesting it to a friend, which I really hope that you are, if you enjoy it, which I know you do, you're still here, right? Um, suggest it to a friend. Just ask them to like, maybe just find your favorite interview and point them in the direction of that. Just say, Hey, listen, my buddy interviewed some pretty interesting comedians, some pretty cool stories, pretty deep stories. Check it out. I could use the downloads guys. It mean a lot to me. Helps me secure, uh, sponsors and more, uh, more funding, if you will, for, uh, for, for production and, and, and doing more, right? The less I have to work the other shit, the more I can do the fun things and exciting things and have more interesting stories for you guys on the week. But, um, but having said that, if you ask it, like, like I said, share it with your friends, try to get more people on board. That would really mean a lot to me. Um, but more importantly, um, subscribe on iTunes and Google play music. If you're listening to this on Facebook or, or any of the other mediums, um, find a way to subscribe to it, you know, either go to the website itself, one manpodcast.com. You can actually download the Podbean app right off of that and subscribe that way. You can also subscribe on iTunes and Google play music and, uh, and even more so please leave a review. Um, you know, unless you want to give it like one star, then, uh, you know what? Don't waste your time. Please have an extra five minutes back on me. But, uh, if you like it, five star reviews are, are <laughs> really, uh, really welcomed, you know, and whatever app you're using, just leave a review on there, write in a little comment or a little testimonial. It just, it makes a big difference for me. It makes the podcast more visible. I get seen and, uh, seen and played in more areas based uh, purely on that. There's actually a really cool app that, um, that, that Eric, the, uh, the passenger I had in Kangaroo yesterday was telling me called Stitcher, which I got on Stitcher, but I thought it was just a podcast app. Like you just go there and search for podcasts. What Stitcher does is if, the, if you're searching for new stuff, um, you know, you can pick a category and it suggests stuff to you. You know, so again, the more reviews and, and, uh, 
not, not well, subscriptions too, you know, but the more, uh, reviews and like little written testimonials that I get, the more it pushes the podcast, um, forward when other people are looking for new podcast recommendations, which leads to more listeners, more sponsorship. Oh my God. Like a pebble in a pond who knows how far the rings will go. Um, but I appreciate you guys doing all that stuff. Okay. So listen, we've had another wonderful, wonderful week here. The one man podcast guys. I cannot wait to talk to you again next week. Hope to have lots of fun stories next week. My guest sharing the fucking laughs and the gross stories and the boredom with me my pal red so can't wait to have her on can't wait to talk to you guys next week have a good week have fun be safe don't go to venice beach <laughs>